Blue Diamond Honey Roasted Almonds are my love language. Sweet, salty, irresistible. But the crunchy and tangy salt and vinegar also give me the feels. The choice is hard with flavors so good. Blue Diamond Almonds. Super flavor, all on a superfood. We are about 45 seconds away from going. Hi, gorgeous Jenny. Mitchell Darling. Peppa H. Nice to have you all here. Hello, be kind. The lovely Kathy Hughes. Thanks for joining us. Stargate Traveler. It's always the Edmonton Oilers. Always. Super Knower. Thanks for coming in. Hi, Bobbert. Grantavius. And uh, Glenn Dannison, welcome. And who else is joining us here? Donnie Cho, looking good tonight, man. Fab 22, looking fabulous. And uh, D Worm, nice to have you here. Stevie Franchise, good to have you back. And I think we're caught up, people. I think we are caught up. The Super Chat is a wonderful way to uh, support this show on a nightly basis. We really do appreciate the Super Chats that we get tonight. And uh, hello to George Hernandez. And we are about 30 seconds away from rocking this ship. Riccardi. Riccardi. I apologize. The fedora-wearing John Hudson. No, I do not have a man bun in. Stop the rumors. Stop the rumors. And a big thank you to everyone who's done shopping at our Spaced Out Radio store. We added a Shark for Dinner shirt tonight. Shark for Dinner. Yep. It's up on our website, spacedoutradio.com forward slash sharp shark. Shark. All right. Horns up. Let's rock. From the mountains of central British Columbia to you listening around the world, this, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, and check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chime Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chime Charities today. You can find them on our website. we got a great show for you tonight. I think you're going to enjoy it. Fernanda Perez talks about her experiences and how she now chases UFOs for MUFON Canada. Then in hour number three, I'll bring you back to the swamp with me as we get another spooky story from the Swamp Dweller. Super Duke brings the cryptid report. It's Dave 101 night, and Shirky Poo has the news. 
Fernanda Perez is a Brazilian businesswoman, ufologist, researcher, field investigator, writer, self-esteem author, sought-out spiritual motivational speaker and leader who identifies as herself as a determined woman. Her determination to find the answers to the meaning of life have led her down many paths as she continues to share her life experiences with the world. Her greatest purpose is fulfilled when she can lead others on how to live their lives with their deepest intentions, nurture positive thoughts, behavior, and better understand the mystery of life on earth and what exists out there. She is also a member of MUFON Canada, where she is a field investigator looking for UFOs and all sorts of reports that go on, all the way from beautiful Ottawa, Ontario. Welcome to the show, Fernanda Perez. We really do appreciate your time. Hi, Dave. Good to have you here. And I want to say uh, thank you so much for coming on the show here because we're going to learn all about how you got into UFOs and, and your experiences. Now, you are, are are transplanted from Canada, from Brazil, and you obviously had your own experiences growing up. Tell us about those. How did that start? My own experience? Well, um, I started... Um I remember I was uh, 17 years old, and um, I had a, a dream. This dream, I had it for about a month or so, the same dream. And um, I was uh, seeing myself uh, flying in the air, seeing uh, spaceships like creatures, way, way before I could even begin to understand about uh, UFO. So then um, I developed the desire to uh, learn other languages, uh, codes, uh, signals, and I, I end up uh, having a telepathic I don't know, uh, do you know what that is? Your, your phone... Um, your, your f- your phone is is starting to cut out here. Uh, I don't know why we seem to be losing you again. Um, let's try and get uh, this back here. All right, let's try that. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I mean, there is a little bit of buffering that is happening while while we're going on here. So uh, we're going to try and work with this as best as we can for our audience right now. So you're 17, and what did you see? Yeah, I saw some creatures, um, UFOs. Um, I actually saw them. Um, but this one, when I was 17 years old, I had this the same dream. And this dream... I had about a month or so the same the same dream, and um, maybe because of that or not, uh, for some reasons, I developed telepnesis, and a paranormal doctor is studying my abilities at that time. Like strange things was happening to me, like things was. Was getting to a fire in my hands. Um, when I was getting to uh, like a room, 
the lights was blinking, turning on, turning off, turning on, turning off by itself. You know, stuff like that. And my mom started to be very worried with me. So she uh, ended up uh, bringing me to uh, doctors, uh, psychologists, to because we could not understand the reason why uh, this was happening to me and uh, it was out of control I also uh, used to have uh, sleep paralysis uh, and uh, it wasn't fun you know I didn't know why all of this was happening then I started to uh, seek for myself which is um, I was understand why the reason why uh, this was happening and um, it was uh, it was a challenging thing for for my age back then if it was that challenging and and everything and trying to learn this as a teenager and trying to to put things together how did you do it? Did you have support from your parents, your family, or others who had experienced the same thing? Um, not that I know, Dave. Uh, I know my father. He passed away. He used to uh, uh, heal people. He had the ability to heal people. Uh, my family uh, in Brazil were very uh, open minded people you're very spiritual and uh, but I don't know anything uh, about um, if something happened to them about UFO stuff I, I don't know they, they believe for sure for sure even so like when I was um, uh, 15 uh, 16 years old I, I used to uh, ask my mom like you know, like, Mom, uh, what am I doing here? You know, like, why God brought me down to earth? Like, seriously? You know, I was asking her this type of question. I didn't even know why. Wow. Did the experiences continue? For me? Did the experiences continue for you after that? Yes, yes, yes. It does. Like, even um, something happened to me uh, two years ago or so uh, here in the Ottawa area. Uh, we were watching TV, and um, it, it was, like, pretty late. And we saw, like, a flash bright light through our windows, like a very fresh bright light it lasted I think three seconds um, it was very fast and you know it was very strange because um, there's nothing around here except our neighbors and everybody were sweeping like no lights nothing I went outside like nothing none like nothing nothing and anyways like uh, I was already doing, like, investigations, but, you know, I didn't want to think that something was actually happening to me. Anyways, um, I went to bed, and um, 
the day after uh, my nose started to bleed, I had a strong headache. Uh, I had a, um, like reddish scratches like in my back and like uh, some hurts like dots in my body and in my feet. Uh, I was even talking about it with our uh, chief uh, national investigator, like from Canada, about it. Um, like uh, it's uh, abduction science, but you know I never gave my own report. But when that happened, I did some recording. I uh, took some pictures, and uh, I think I even have it here. I don't know if you will be able to see it. So we have a couple of dots on on your on. I believe that would be your left foot that we are talking about, and they're pretty big. I mean, there's the size of an, an eraser on the back end of a pencil here. Yes. Yes, and uh, yeah, this happened to me, and I've seen some. Uh, UFOs and uh, and that uh, okay that uh, I even did here I, I wrote down uh, everything I can share with you after um, you know I I woke up with uh, disease like it was uh, it was something it was something and um, but anyways I I you know I think I will uh, end up doing a hypnosis. But um, I didn't want to believe that was actually happening to me. It can be something or it can be nothing, you know. Right. So do you have any recall whatsoever regarding what had happened that night when you had those marks found on your body? Pardon me? Did you have any recall of what happened that night when you found the marks on your body? No? I didn't. Hmm. Oh. Okay, so have you been taken often? Have you had experiences like that often throughout your time? Yeah, I've been uh, having, well, I, I've been having those experiences since uh, I was a kid, you know, like I say, but um, uh, even in Brazil, a lot of things happened to me uh, before. I remember we, uh, I was with my friends and uh, we were driving uh, from Piraupolis to uh, Oberaba, which is uh, in Minas Gerais, the same state that happened uh, the Virgin case in 1996. Um, and you know, the case we're doing the documentary with James Fox. And uh, so, yeah, we were driving, uh, going to uh, Oberaba, and then we saw um, a bright, a very bright light like moving very slow and uh we know like we we were all like surprised and uh we stopped the car and, and we wanted to see what it was you know and uh, uh but it wasn't airplane 
not a balloon, uh, it wasn't a drone, uh, but then we, you know, like, we got scared, we were, like, in, in six or seven people, like, two cars, and uh, we um, we went to Bravo because we, we were starting to be very, uh, very scared, we were getting, like, a weird feelings about it, so, yeah. So many more other things happened to me. And this is one of the reasons why I started do, uh, doing uh, investigations. In your time with doing investigations, how did you get connected to MUFON Canada? Um, well, um, I, you know, like, I started to think about MUFON a lot. It was uh, coming to my head a lot about MUFON. And then I woke up and I said, you know, I'm going to join MUFON Canada. And um, I remember I sent an email to uh, David Palachek and uh, he got back to me. And um, I started studying about, you know, like a sh more, even more. Uh, some I bought some books about astronomy, um, weather, photograph, uh, like so many other things. This also, which is a it's a very important book to have. Scientific study of unidentified flying objects. This is a very one. Uh, this is a very good one to have. And uh, so, um, so yeah, to me, like. Becoming a MUFON field investigator was a great achievement. Um, oh, wow. I successfully passed my exam with a highest grade at uh, 92 in my first try. So it was very good. I was very happy. And, um, you know, uh, I think it was uh, two, two years ago. That I, I joined it and moved from Canada. With that and joining MUFON Canada, you really put yourself in a commitment to trying to find out what UFOs are and what they're doing. What do you think they are? What I think they are? The UFOs? Oh, they can be uh, so many things. Um, Obviously, uh, they're not from here, obviously. And, um, you know, uh, based on mine and so many experiences, I can say that they're very, um, they have um, advanced technology and uh, they, they can predict, like, what we think, who we are, uh, or, you know, our DNA, like, they do um, some tests with us, for sure, for sure. Uh, I say that based on uh, the abduction investigations I did. Um, some of them we cannot explain. Some of them are uh, unexplainable, but uh, some... We we know for sure 
um, what they are and who they are and what they're doing here. And like they have a purposes with uh, human beings. That is one of the tough ones that, you know, especially coming out of the government hearings uh, this earlier this week regarding UFOs, that seems like one of the tough ones is trying to figure out who they are and where they are. Now, for people like you and me, we are pretty sure that they are from outer space one way or another, but for for others who maybe not be in the know, it's a completely different story. Why do you feel they're from outer space? Why do I feel? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Why do you feel they're from outer space? Well, Dave, it's um, it's so obviously to me, like um, you know the way. That when we see a UFO, like the way they move, it's obviously it's nothing compared to what we have, not even an airplane, the fastest one, you know. And um, and again, like when we talk about UFOs, um, we talk about other planets, and when we talk about other planets, galaxies, we talk about astronomy, and astronomy, like it's it's science. You know, and uh, obviously we are not alone, you know. No, very true. Very true, and I and I understand with what you're what you're saying regarding regarding that. And I and I believe you. I, I believe they are totally from outer space. And who knows, maybe some time travelers from the future as well. Now, have you ever had any personal face to face encounters with extraterrestrials as we have about uh, three minutes to go before we have to go to break at the bottom of the hour. No, not face to face, not face to face. Would you want one for me? Would you want one? I don't think so. Congrats on going to college. Now the fun begins with setting up your dorm. Make it yours. Bed Bath & Beyond makes it easy. Sign up now for our college savings pass. Get 20% off your entire purchase every time you shop through September 30th. Only at Bed Bath & Beyond. Congrats on going to college. Now the fun begins. Setting up your dorm, your apartment, your space. Make it yours. Bed Bath & Beyond makes it easy. Sign up now for our college savings pass. Get 20% off your entire purchase every time you shop through September 30th. 20% off everything. Hey, we've even got a checklist for that. You can order near home and pick it all up near campus. Sign up now at your nearest Bed Bath & Beyond or bedbathandbeyond.com and make college yours. I don't think so. I don't have I don't have a good feeling about it. Like I don't have a good feeling about it. I don't even think they're friendly. Why? Have you? I have, yes. And I'm saying I've had the good, I've had the bad, and I've had the ugly, but I would still totally do it again. That's the fun part. Why not? You only live once. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't have a good feeling about it. Like, honestly, uh, maybe because of the experiences I had, 
because uh, you know each of us have like different experiences with uh, these beings, uh, UFOs, uh, extraterrestrial uh, lives, and my own experience so far wasn't good. So I don't think I want to see one face to face. Well, what if he brings you ice cream and says, hey, let's go for a ride? I mean, you can't turn down ice cream from an alien. Yeah, well, (laughs) maybe it's not a real ice cream, huh? I'm willing to take that chance. Alien comes up to me with with an ice cream cone. I'm going for it. He can't be that bad. He can't be that bad. Now, if he brings vanilla and just vanilla or one of those grandma and grandpa type of ice creams, you know, then no, no, not at all. But, I mean, if he brings some funky colors like strawberry and bubble gum and and, and uh, t- uh, tiger stripes and all that kind of stuff, I'm in. He can't be that bad. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe... Maybe, Dave, maybe. Well, I I, I really don't know. Fernanda, I'm going to get you to hold on right there as we are going to continue on here on Spaced Out Radio. We are going to go to break here at the uh, bottom of the hour here. Fernanda Perez from MUFON Canada, based out of Ottawa, Ontario. She's out out there chasing UFOs on the East Coast. Hammering politicians, body checking them, trying to figure out what they do to know the secrets of ufology and UFOs in Canada and around the world. We are having a great time tonight talking some UFOs. The audio is a little rough, but that's okay. We are aware of it. We are going to be working on it as we go to break here. Fernanda Perez, Buffon Canada investigator, coming up next on Spaced Out Radio. We'll hear some of her favorite cases that she's covered next on the Mighty SOR. So stay tuned as we talk more UAP on the Mighty SOR next. Okay, the audio is still really, really rough. Uh, I don't know what we can do here. Um, it's almost like we have a bad internet signal or something. I think that's what it might be. Like, okay. So yeah, like I'm having a really, now I'm having a really hard time to hear you. Like it's, it's like almost like we are having, um, feedback. How can I, yeah, like it's like, it's, you know, like. I'm having a hard time to hear. Like sometimes you ask passion and I have a hard time to understand. Yeah. Do you want to maybe try a different, like I'm getting a bunch of feedback when I talk to you now. I got to mute you every time. Do you want to uh, maybe try a different night? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Uh, because something has to give here. Like our audience can barely Because hear. we can't. Like, I honestly, I cannot, like, like, 
I cannot understand what you're saying sometimes. Right. Well, let's let's Maybe, like, like do you hear like Oh yeah, my Oh yeah. Yeah, um if you go back once we're done tonight and listen to the replay, you'll understand what what I was hearing. So I have to mute you in order to be able to hear you. Yeah, like, and now, like, for example, you're talking to me, and it's like your voice sounds like, like a robot, like a really yeah. bad robot. Like, let me, let me, uh, let me try something here on my end. Water or splash like that. Is that any better? Yeah. No. No. But uh, if you want, we can uh, do it. I don't know another night. So I don't mind. Yeah. I, do you have a uh, a laptop and a computer and a computer mic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is what, this is what I, was, I was about to say. Like, uh, I will look. Like, um, you know, when we uh, we schedule it, I will do it on my uh, laptop. Okay. Or computer and stuff. <clears throat> All right. Uh, yeah, it's getting bad. Uh, okay, I'm going to reschedule you here because um, I do want to interview you, and I and I do want to be able to um, have a good conversation without audio issues. So uh, let's let's call it the night, and I will talk to you very soon to reschedule another date. Okay. So do you think the uh, your uh, your Followers are going to be okay with that? Oh, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll be fine. What are you going to say about the... Oh, they're, they're listening right now. Um, but I think it's an internet connection and a Wi-Fi connection. It's not a camera connection or anything like that. I can barely hear you. I know. Yeah. The same. Okay. I will, I will call you uh, in a day or two, Okay. All right, bye-bye. Technical issues happen, guys. We're going to get that one rescheduled. We will. That sucks. It happens, but it sucks. Hmm. What do we do now? Let me think. Sovereign, let's not start, okay? Let's not start. Who cares? Who cares? All right? We've already had to cut the interview due to audio issues. I don't care about the pendant that she was wearing. She's a human being. All right? All right, we're going to open up the lines here. You want to come on in? Come on in.
Second half hour of Space Down Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really do appreciate it. I want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. And on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Now, due to audio issues, Fernanda Perez, we, we've had to cut the feed with her. We were just, I could barely understand her and hear her because of just this terrible crackling sound. And she could barely hear me. We are going to reschedule her on a different night, and hopefully it'll be a lot clearer. So this is one of those rare times where I am actually going to take phone calls. I am actually going to get some opinions from you. For the last number of days, all of you have been very inundated with topics of UFOs, UAP, disclosure. I want to know what you guys think. I really do. Let's start off. we got a couple of calls in here. Let's start off with Lazarus. How you doing, man? How you doing? Good. Good. Tell me your opinion. Dude, of I don't want... Okay, I uh, tell, huh? tell me the your opinion of what happened the last few days. What do you think's going on in the UFO world? Well, I don't like it. I mean, I like it as far as uh, a bit like a, a bigger range, but I think that people that have been in it long enough already know, you know, and they're upset. You know, they're very angry about these these things that you know we get a hearing and like to a lot of people that's great but to the people that have been in it for so long and have dealt with things like they're not happy you know and i can't blame them for that so do you think after hearing everything that you've heard this week about disclosure ufos the united states government what do you think they're hiding Everything. Everything. Uh, going back as far as our history, our history as people, as humans, you know, they say we go back 250,000 years, but you see a hammer embedded in a rock that, you know, they tested and it was 500 million years old. Like, how does that happen? You know? No explanation. They don't even want to look at it. Like, how, how is that even possible? Well, you know but what? They just... Yeah, man. There's a lot that's uh, not very explainable on this planet. That is for sure. So getting to it, I mean, I'm going to ask you one more question here uh, before I let you go, because I do have other callers to take Lazarus. You know, as an American citizen, are you feeling uh, pretty upset uh, the way the hearings went earlier this week? Well, well, obviously, yes, I am very angry as an American citizen because we have been taken advantage of for a long time. Like, that's the least that they could give us for as long as we have been pretty much, like, 
sweeping their feet off and stuff like that, you know, this this whole time. Like, Dave, I, I would I would love to come on the panel. That that would be awesome. I mean, I I mean, no disrespect or anything to anybody. I mean, I would love to come on a panel and talk with you guys. Well, but I feel like that. Uh, all, all the time that we have been here sweeping these people's feet, you know, and all that stuff, like, they deserve, we deserve some kind of explanation for why. Well, and that's a big thing that we need to find out. Lazarus, thank you so much. I'm going to send you back to your YouTube channel. Let's go over to Vaughn here. Vaughn up in Edmonton, Alberta. How you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing good, Dave. How are you doing? You know what? I, I hate it when audio issues happen, but uh, they do. And hey, got to go with it. This is what we do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're gonna. And do- I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing from her because I think she has a lot to say, and uh, I'm really excited about her coming back. For yeah, sure. I think next time we're going to um, we're going to make sure that she's uh, on her computer. We'll do a little bit more. Um, preparation for that but that's okay what right dude what happened in the I, battle I, of alberta tell me what happened in the battle of alberta well uh oilers lost yesterday nine six um they didn't play tonight they play tomorrow i don't know if you got to watch the game but hey it was exciting i was watching the scorecard uh, on on the tsn website while the show went on I, I thought it was going to be a blowout, and then the uh, Oilers, you know, they were down 5-1. Uh, to one. They came back and tied it up 6-6, six, six, and Calgary scored soon after. But uh, it was a good comeback by them. Yeah, no kidding. Really, really pleased with their pushback. So hopefully tomorrow is a little different. All right. Uh, tell me what you think about the whole uh, UFO stuff here, what, what you think you know, is going on and, and how you feel about it. I, I keep going back, Dave, to um, the deal that was supposedly made by Eisenhower in uh, 1952 where they would trade technology for people, where they would be allowed to abduct and take um, people. And I, I keep thinking about that. Is it about hiding that fact today and keeping that covered up? I'm I'm worried. I think they're worried about that coming out. That's a I don't know. I I keep going back there. That's a very good question, and the answer behind that is I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. (coughs) Excuse me. I keep going back to the fact that when it comes to politics, you have you have different factions with different ideas. Vaughn, and and with those different ideas, you have to try and and bring this topic, which is universal, into the bedrooms and homes and bathrooms and workplaces of every single person on this planet. And I don't know if this is a one-size-fits-all topic, and I believe that those in Washington do not believe that this is a one-size-fits-all topic, but they're trying to make it that way for those who are religious, for those who are atheist, for those who are, are um, how can you put it, those who are agnostic and, and not believing, those who are paranoid. You know, there's a lot of different stigmas 
that go out there. And that's the trouble that they are having right now. That's what I strongly believe. Yeah, there, there definitely are a, a, a lot of people who, you know, have different thoughts, different thought patterns, um, you know, and, and trying to find the cookie cutter one size fits all. Um, it's, it's a hell of a thing to try to do. Um, so I can see where they're having problems there. Um, and, and maybe they're just so worried about people being so horrified that society does go down the drain. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think people are, I want to give people a lot more credit than uh, is, is a lot more credit right now. And I think a lot of people are prepared for it. Um, I think a, it would be a half, half thing. And I think that um, those who do know have experienced, I think they have um, a, a large part to play in preparing um, people for the truth. And uh, the more that uh, experiencers get out there and let their stories known, the more it's going to help. Very true. One final question before we go is because we do have other callers here. Are you upset? Are you happy with the results this week? Um, you know, I'm, I'm neither here nor there. We really didn't hear anything um, um, outstanding. Um, you know, the, the one report with the uh, Navy Admiral, um, that was interesting that it was thrown out there. Um, I can't remember the name of the paper, but it's, it, it, it was talked about on this show too. And um, also the one uh, senator who wants to get to the truth, he was he was very interesting. And I'm sorry, I can't recall his name either. Are you talking? A, are you talking I live Tim, up in Canada. Are you talking Tim Burchett? Tim Burchett, that's it. That's yeah. it. Um, you know, and it's 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 nice to see someone like him um, really wanting to get to the truth. It 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 puts a lot of confidence in the U.S. Senate that there are people who want to know, they want to uncover, they want to know what's happening, and they want to get the truth out there. And I think that's very positive. All right, uh, Vaughn, thank you so much for calling on in. Appreciate you taking your time, my friend. And uh, it's always great having uh, your support of SOR. Thank you so much. Take care. All right, that's Vaughn from Edmonton. Thank you, Stephen Finnegan, over in the United Kingdom for a wonderful Super Chat, kicking off the Super Chat tonight. Very much appreciate it. We are opening up the lines to you. I want your opinion. Tell me what you think about this week. Are you happy with what's coming out of Washington, D.C.? Do you like it? Do you not? Tell me about it. Let's go to D. Cohen here. D. Cohen, how are you? Hey, sir. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing, man? Great, great, great. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I am actually not happy about what's going on in D.C. because I think there's a lot more that can be exposed and they're not going to do it to us. Um, I just want to know why that most of them, you know, deny that there's any kind of UFO activity in the skies and stuff like that, but they still want money to build more, you know, researchers for this particular event. So if they don't believe it, why do they need more money to research it more? But isn't that the government way? I mean, yes, that, it is. Unfortunately, they, it is. Yeah, I mean, see, I'm a little bit like you on this one. I was not happy about what is going on. I'm not happy right. about about the idea that that we didn't get anything out of Moultrie or out of Bray 
and and you know that that one congressman who looked about eighty five years old and and wearing my grandfather's uh, checkered shirt asking about swamp gas like it just shows how antiquated a lot of these people and ignorant a lot of these people are on the subject if you're that ignorant on the subject don't be on this bloody panel this isn't about exactly. swamp gas from from 55 years ago with Jay Allen Hynek smoking his pipe in your office letting you know that everything is swamp gas or venus and then that one guy who's who stated that it was the effects from the the night vision binoculars i was Hey, Spire Country, who's ready to do a little speeding? Because with our blazing fast nationwide 5G powering phones and supercharging your scrolling and streaming, slow left these parts a long time ago. Now the best network anywhere is actually right here. So welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps faster. For a limited time, get double data on all prepaid plans. Visit cspire.com for details. At Omni Hotels and Resorts, you'll discover endless ways to enjoy your summer. Do you want to explore a new city or relax at a resort? Do you prefer the sights of downtown or the beach at sundown? Do you want to golf like a pro or go driving off-road? No matter what you're looking for, you can do it all at Omni. With over 50 destinations coast to coast, the hardest part of planning your dream summer getaway is deciding where to go. Explore all we have to offer and book now at omnihotels.com summer. Like, are you, I was like, really? Are you serious? That cannot be true. I was like, come on, dude. But um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I love your show. First time caller. Thank long you, time buddy. listener. You're doing a great thing, and I'm going to follow you 100%, and hopefully I'll get to uh, Las Vegas next year. Oh, we want to see you in Las Vegas next year, D. Cohen. Definitely want to see yes, you sir. in Las Vegas. Grantavius. Yes, sir, I would like to see you, too. <laughs> hey, we'll even make sure that Grantavius – Literally, if you want this, we can make this happen. You come to Vegas next year for the Vegas party, and Grantavius at the end of it, before you leave, will donate his mustache to you. Get out of here. I hope that's true. <laughs> oh, we'll make that happen. We will make that happen. I, I guarantee we can make that happen. All right, uh, D. Cohen, thank you so much for your love, man. Appreciate you. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. All right. Take care. Open lines here on Spaced Out Radio. We never do it, but we're doing it tonight due to some technical audio issues with our guest, Fernanda Perez, and we're going to work out a brand new uh, schedule for that. Hey, D. Cohen, a grant in the chat room says 100%, my good man, 100%. You show up in Vegas, we will get you that... um, that that mustache. Sorry, I had to deal with something in the chat room. Uh, I don't get you, Sovereign Farts. I don't get you. Uh, Not even going to worry about it tonight. Not even going to worry about it tonight. All right. Let's get to it. I'm going to put the um, the link in here. Look, we're not having our best show tonight, but sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. You want to join me? Come on in. And, um, yeah, when you drop other names, uh, say you're leaving in our chat room for another show, uh, that's that's classless. It's, uh, it's very classless. I never do that. I never recommend anybody 
when I'm in chat rooms to come over to our show, they can find us. But to uh, be ignorant like that, that, that's rude. That's rude. Anybody? If, if Guys, if, if we're not going to call in, I got nothing to talk about. Honestly. I'm not trying to be a joke a jerk here, but uh, I never open the lines. Everybody else on the channel opens the lines. You guys call up. I'll give it a minute. Kevin, how you doing? How you doing, Dave? Uh, I've had better nights. I've had better I nights. I love it. I love it when people uh, come into my chat room and play all, oh, hi, Dave. How you doing? Great to have you here. And then uh, the minute I have a technical issue, they're, I'm going over to the other channel. That really makes me happy. All the hard work I put in, and uh, you gotta you got to announce that in my chat room. Just... Now, Sovereign, you better. Have the echo yet? Yeah, Sovereign, you better leave for the night. Honestly, you better leave for the night. Go ahead, Kev. What's your opinion of this week? Um, I really was disappointed, even though it was my expectations of what happened. Um, I was really hoping that I would be wrong, and I hoped that um things would finally change, but. We still ended up right back where we were before. Um, I don't know if we're going to have any real change coming from Congress or the White House um, or the DOD. I don't see them changing their policies for any reasons. Um, This has been a continuation, uh, a cycle that comes up every 15 years. We cycle through, through the houses. Um, even if it's not an official hearing, we go through and we have talks. Um, they bring up the same subjects. They go through. There's, there's all and oh, we got to correct this. We got to look into this. Oh yeah. They create a new committee, um, and then it's the same. You know. But how many? How scratch. many new committees do they need? Why why yeah, every why every time there's a new cycle do you need a new committee? Yeah, there there's no there's no need for that. And like um I posted the the nine steps you need to create a law last night. And they're very simple steps. Uh both houses of Congress and the White House can can do this in one day. And if they wanted to do it, they could go the official steps. And change the law, enact the law, and go ahead and release the information that's pertinent to us as far as knowing about extraterrestrial visitation. Um, they don't have to tell us how ships run and who's got the technology, or where it's stored, or anything like that. They can just tell us about the visitations and tell us about what's been going on in general. There's no releasing of information that's going to be, you know, state secrets, really. Um, they can just tell us about, yes, we've communicated. Yes, we've um, been doing this. 
with the aliens for this many years. Um, we'll continue to do this and uh, maybe we'll get a, um, a public visitation, you know, by the end of this time. Very that's true. all the kind of, that's all the stuff we're really looking for. We're not asking them to open up the ship and, you know, the engine and everything. And Kevin, you hold on here because I got, I'm going to bring in a couple more listeners. I want to, you know, let, let's just make this a panel here. Why not? Uh, you know, there's Grant Tavius. There's the mustache that's going to go to D. Cohen in Las Vegas in uh, 2023. It's looking beautiful. Race fan in the gold medal position once again. Yeah. And you, Sonia, I, I know Sonia is trying to get in here. Uh, Sonia, for some reason, it's not connecting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you to reconnect there. All right. I mean, you guys hear what Kevin says, and Kevin, I, I love what you're saying. I, I really do, and and. The reason why I love what you're saying is it's coming from the passion of a citizen who cares, who wants to see the movement move forward. Not necessarily full disclosure, but at least pro, uh, um, at least some sort of uh, progress being made moving forward. And, and Grant, I mean, you've been all over this behind the scenes of SOR and, and with what's going on now. I mean, what do you think's happening here? Yeah, it's it's just, in my opinion, I think they're not wanting to get in trouble. They don't want to tell the truth. They're just, these aren't even breadcrumbs. These are just things that everybody knows already, and no one's talking about it. I, I have no idea what the holdup is, and whoever's behind it just needs to just, just let it out. I mean, it's it's getting to the point where it's ridiculous. It, it's it's just a bunch of fluff. It's It's pillowcase material. That's all they're giving us. It, it really is a pillowcase type of material. And and uh, let's bring in our good man, a race fan. How do you feel after this week? Well, I, I you know, I agree with Grant. It, it was fluff. Uh, it was a nothing burger. Uh, the two gentlemen that I'm assuming are supposed to be on the UAP task force, why did they only go back to 2000? And why wouldn't they know about the Malstrom incident, right. Roswell? You know, other things like that. It's like, what are they doing? Are they not bothering to read any of the material that's out there? That doesn't make sense. They, they need to really start getting a hold of the experiencers as well. Well, they said themselves, the few things that I, you know, that did come out that I, I really believe in is that they said they started from when they started this last committee. That's when they started collecting evidence again. They made a fresh start, and that's why they went back to 2000. Um, okay. And those were the rules, and if they wanted to abide by those rules, fine. They can abide by those rules. But they still haven't released the information from that last point. Um, and, and they still haven't talked about what they've done with the extraterrestrials and the visitation since that point. And like I said, I mean, just bring out the basics. Tell us what you've been doing a, a little bit. Just a little bit of honesty goes a real long way. Um, you don't have to give me specifics on God. Just let me know he exists and how he interacts with your life or my life and so I can get a better understanding. Um, you know, that's the kind of stuff you're looking at. You're not looking at 
you know, I'm not asking you to tell me the secret of free energy. Right, right. Simple facts would be enough, I think, for a lot of people. And it's, you know, it, it's not enough. And that's why I feel like we have to keep pushing this agenda and, and, and you know, keep putting that pressure on them to release it to us because it's not going to happen unless we do it. Very, now, very the true. other side of the coin. I'm sorry, but here's the other side of the coin that I think is no matter what they give us, isn't that the government admitting that they have been lying to us? And race fan yes, and uh, Lazarus, I'm going to get you to hold on right there. We do have to go to break here at the top of the hour. We have open lines for the next hour here on Spaced Out Radio. You want to call in? Join Put us on our YouTube. Up, <laughs> Put the horns up. Let's rock and roll into hour number two, taking the audience questions. I want to hear your opinion. How do you feel about this week and the UFO Congress? We'll be back after this. All right, guys, we got six minutes. Six minutes. And uh, I know my camera sucks. I'm trying to fix it, Dave. I'm it, sorry, it, man. It's, what it is is it's the light above you there, Lazarus. Yeah. You got to move your yeah, head. Yeah, I know. You look like you, have, you look like you have one of those holy grails above your head that's shining from God. I'll be right back, yeah, guys. Uh, Grant, Very you, you take control like here for a minute. named in the Bible. <laughs> I'm going to fix that. I'm going to fix that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh and and get your uh camera cleaned up just a hair too and that'll help you out all right one three nine and it's thank you sorry y'all i'm at a hotel uh up in bend oregon right now and i'm just charging the drinks to the room so they needed my room number real quick so you're gonna hear a little bit of chatter behind me but i'm gonna go to somewhere a little quieter are you at the no-tell motel? Uh, no. Uh, for anybody that was watching last night, I'm I'm actually at the Hilton right now. And um, my brother was, uh, he's a registered nurse for one of the, the helicopters that goes out and transports people. And he's the one that keeps you alive when you get very cool, and very stuff. Cool. And uh, his helicopter went down yesterday at about 5.19 p.m. And uh, I was... I was right on the edge of my or end of my week long vacation, which is why I wasn't on the show uh, last weekend. And then, okay. uh, oh yeah, he's he's fine. You know, he's he's bumped up pretty good. But to be honest with you, he's a hero. Uh, the the pilot and co pilot that were in front okay. and his, one of his other teammates uh, or crewmates that were there. Uh, they got beat up pretty good, and he, he was the only one that was able to move still, even with the broken bones he does have, and uh, was able to get them out of the helicopter, shut the fuel off to the helicopter, and uh, got them to safety. And not only did he give them IVs on scene, he also gave himself one. And so he's he's pretty much a hero. But we, God bless uh, him, yes, yes. Yeah. It was, it was wild. So we... We drove up here, and I'm not going to say how fast I was going, but I did find out how fast my truck will go. <laughs> and uh, 
we got up here for him, but we we've been having a great time. And uh, I mean, he's okay. He's he's hurting. Tell, he's, he's, tell he's him hurt. I said tell him I said thank you for your service, man. Because all, all our first responders need love, man. They all do. Well, if you guys go to uh, Vegas next year, you'll probably see him. Uh, he went with me this year, and and uh, he's got the acronym now of Sexy Dan. He's a big, tall, strapping young man, and uh, he's a good guy. He's a real good guy. But uh, I'm short. Sure, I'm, I'm short and stocky. You can't miss me. <laughs> well, he's a, a lean, tall, fighting machine kind of guy. He's just a big, scrappy dude. But it, it, what's funny is he's just like a teddy bear. So Grant, I'm, they, a, nice, I'm a nice guy too, man. Like people just kind of rub me the wrong way sometimes, and I just can't let certain things go. But like I'm, I'm usually a cool guy. So Grant, were they on a call, and do they know what exactly happened? So the FAA does not know exactly what happened. It was a gusty day with wind. Uh, it said wind gusts about 34 miles an hour which usually isn't bad, but out in the area that they were in, which was Christmas Valley, if you just type into Google right now, Christmas Valley helicopter crash, you will see it's, it's went national. Uh, the, uh, the fe- uh, it's federal. And I mean, cause that's who pays the bills. And so they're doing an investigation as we speak. Um, his phone is still in the crash and it's, it's still on. We can see the location of where it's at. But he's, what, brought um, it, what brought it down? So we he doesn't really know what he remembers is the aircraft. Uh, it was really windy, and the wind started pushing around, so they tried to abort the first landing. Unfortunately, the second one was a little bit rougher. And uh, but no, that's, 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 it, that's when. Hey. Oh yeah, well they got you know they got the the onboard you know black box so to speak, and they're they're gonna there, find there, out what happened. They always do. There was nobody in there messing with them. No, no, everything's good though. Everybody's everybody's healed up, so we're not healed That's up. On the well, they're good, man. Yeah, God is good. Yep. Well, well, God gave us uh, Dave Scott, and uh, he's a sexy dude too, man. <laughs> Just, the only thing, oh, hey, the only thing Dave gave us was smooth juice, and he hasn't even been promoting it lately. I know, I know. Well, I have to, the reason why... he makes it himself. No, the... He's making a better version. The Mighty Moose Beard Oil, they changed owners right when we were in Vegas. Like, literally a week before we went to Vegas. So, I haven't talked to the new owners yet. I have to see what they're going to want to do and go from there. So... That's why I'm not really promoting. Dude, I'm trying to move myself into a better light. All right. Uh, all right. We've got about 45 seconds. Thank you to Stunning Samantha, D. Cohen, Cat Chaser, and Steve for the super chats. Very much appreciate uh, the love that you guys are giving and uh, yes. very much appreciate that. Uh, we're going to continue on here in about 30 seconds. And go from there and come on. Why is that not working? There we go. We're having a Yes, I sing things as I walk through and do it. Uh, okay, Lazarus, I need you to keep quiet just for a couple of seconds here, man. If you don't mind. All right. Uh we're gonna come back here in about five seconds and uh kind of go from there. 
You want it? You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter Holy at Spaced shit, Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio cool. Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth, hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do us the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Effurigate. Oh, I butchered that. Effigurate. There we go. Effigurate is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets a password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We had to cut our guest off early, Fernanda Perez, just due to really bad audio issues. And, and so the only way to continue is to continue the talk with our great audience members. And we got a bunch of them on here right now going on. And we're, we're debating right now. Are you happy with what happened this week? Are you happy with what went on? Uncle Dale and his power stature no. here right now. And Uncle Dale, if you don't... Not happy. I know you're not, Lazarus. Uh, but I got other people here too, man. Uh, Uncle Dale, are you happy with what you Love heard you, on uh, on uh, this past week? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Uh, that's because I have uh, had different expectations, and uh, I read a different message in, uh, in what we say, saw. Uh, the government doesn't care about us UFO freaks. It, it, it just has no interest in that. What it does have an interest in is threats in our airspace. So we saw the Senate Select Committee for Intelligence, which is pretty impressive, actually um, bless a program to look at this going basically forward. I mean, they made clear they're not going to be an X-Files cold case unit, right? They're just going to look at stuff going forward. They've regularized the reporting structure. Uh, they are working to and seem to be making some progress at destigmatizing uh, pilots and, and other professionals that give reports. And what... They're using phrases that are very, very significant militarily. Did you catch signature management? That means they're studying how these craft might be using stealth, different kinds of stealth. Uh, they're talking about threat management. They're talking about everything that makes me happy when I think about terrestrial threats, plus stuff that makes me happy when I think about alien abductions and all that hostility um, isn't that why? Isn't that why they were asked to differentiate or differentiate? Uh, hey guys, it's Tamara from Two Teas in a Pod. You've done everything you can to lose that stubborn fat, exercise, eat right, but lately it has gotten harder. I totally get it. You want that summer-ready body, right? Cool sculpting may be able to help you reach your goals. It's a non-surgical treatment that targets. 
freezes and eliminates treated fat cells for good. Ask your doctor if cold sculpting is right for you. Common side effects include temporary numbness, discomfort, and swelling. Find a provider at coolsculpting.com. Cool Sculpting is FDA cleared to treat visible fat bulges on the abdomen, flank, thigh, bra fat, back fat, upper arm, and under the buttocks, chin, and jawline. It's also FDA cleared to affect the appearance of lax tissue with submental area treatments. Cool Sculpting is not a treatment for weight loss. Rare side effects may occur. Cool Sculpting may cause visible enlargement in the treated area after treatment, which will not resolve on its own and may require surgical intervention for correction. Ask your doctor if Cool Sculpting is right for you. See additional important safety information at CoolSculpting.com. With prices soaring at the pump, filling up can be stressful. That's why Discover has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn 5% cash back at gas stations and Target. Now through June, on up to $1,500 in purchases when you activate. We know every dollar matters right now, but you can count on us. Get up to $75 cash back this quarter with your Discover It card. Limitations apply. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Between our sources and things and other worldly sources, and yes, you know, and all, all, I, all I heard was uh, closed sessions. Well, yeah, well, okay. There's a lot of the closed session stuff, right? Because they don't want to disclose any of our tech, our detection. Uh, and sensor technology, right? Understandably. So, but, understandably. But, uh, let me answer your question here, please. Um, we got a category that is other in how they're classifying these sightings and what they think they are. There's now an other, which includes extraterrestrial, uh, we don't know, acts of God and the flying spaghetti monster. Okay. Well, one, okay, okay, one, look, one thing it, that it, did it, come it, out, it, one, Lazarus, just one sec. One, one thing that did come out, though, if you heard Representative Gallagher yesterday on the Pat McAfee uh, podcast show, he literally stated right at the end, he went off. He went off, Dale. He's like, look, we don't know where these craft are coming from. We don't expect them to be from Russia or China. This is technology that we haven't seen before. And I'm paraphrasing here. But then he went off saying, we don't know if it's from off-world, if it's from different dimensions, or if it has anything to do with time travelers coming back from the future and our future selves visiting ourselves. I mean, these are all hypotheses that are being discussed behind the scenes. And no offense, the the only time I have ever heard that stated was when I had a private conversation with one of my own sources in trying to figure out what was going on and what they were dealing with. Because I kept using the word extraterrestrial and they kept saying, well, what if it's not extraterrestrial? What if it's something more? Now, Lazarus, you got a point to make. The only, the only point that I wanted to make, Dave, was that I mean, if they're a threat to national security, then obviously they're a threat to us. You know, they they need to at least let something out, something to let us know to be prepared, which they won't do because they want to maintain control. You know, but if they were being legitimate about it, they say they're, they can't do anything or say anything because it's a matter of national security. Okay, I get that. Totally and completely. Okay. But your citizens need, you know, like, they need to know things too. 
And I think that's what the one congressman was like trying to get out of them, but he was like, okay, close session, you know, which we'll, we'll never hear anything about. Very true. All right, let's hear from someone else here. And uh, race fan, let's hear from you on this. Well, okay, I, I understand the national security part. I get that. And, you know, the same thing with Area 51. Uh, they do a lot of testing of, of aircraft there. And I, I understand that. But what what is the problem with just coming out and letting the American public know that, yes, we know about this. Yes, EBEs are real. They are coming into our airspace. And there really isn't anything that they can do about it. Now, whether they're in cahoots with them or all the stuff that, that supposedly goes down at the dull space, you know, I, I mean, we should be told something. That's why we need to keep the pressure on like Dave is doing such a great job. I, I thank you, Dave. Like you, you're honestly one of my heroes, man. Like I, I give you, I give you some so much like credit, man. Like you know, like as long as they keep the, as long as people keep the pressure on them, they cannot, they can't keep it a secret anymore. Most of us already know, but as long as the right people keep the pressure on, then everybody can know. You know, then it won't even be an issue anymore. Well, we want to say thank you to FAP for that super chat, for saying, Dave, you're getting out facial haired with two mustaches on your screen right now. And a big thank you uh, to Jeremy and to uh, Vaughn, Samantha, D. Cohen, Cat Chaser, and Steve. Thank you uh, so much, guys, for the love. Really do appreciate it. I, I want to ask you, uh, Kevin, let's bring you back in here uh, for a second. You know, one of the things that, that bothered me about it, and Dale, I want your reaction to this too, because I didn't think it was all negative. I did not think of it. It's easy to pick on the negative, you know, rather than the positive. But I want to get back to right, this, right. this one cause, this one congressman who, who was talking swamp gas. Yeah. Now, Kevin, this bothered me a little bit. It really did bother me because... With that one word or two words, however you want to spell it or hyphenate it or whatever, it literally brought ufology and this subject back about 50 years. Exactly. We're well beyond swamp gas. And the stupidity of even bringing up the word, I literally fell back in my chair that morning and I was like, did I just hear what I thought I heard? Like you got to be kidding me here. What did you think? Yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. That was done purposeful. I am my opinion for sure, absolute positive. Um, that was woven into the conversation just to do that thing. Um, mm -hmm. In one breath, they were saying, "Let's change the the stigma so the pilots can talk and this and that and the other thing, so people coming out will feel better about talking about it and not feel ashamed to report it." And in the exactly. other breath, in the other breath, somebody's taking a knife out and stabbing people in the butt. Um, they brought that up just to just to re remind everybody where they started the whole process at. I and, feel, and to keep them in their place. That's to keep us in our place. Let us know right, 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 right. Well, that's at, right. At so you got to let people talk, dude. This isn't a podcast, okay? 
You got to let other people No problem, buddy. I just, I just got to let you know. It's, it's right, just at any time and any place, if we get out of hand, they want us to know that we, we can be put right back down there in just an instant. That's all it takes is a word. And it's, it's just to repeat, all this time, what I have been doing is I have not made statements on anything that they said. I've been making statements on what they didn't say. And that's what ticks me off is what they didn't say. And now I'm going to go ahead and, yeah, let's look at what they actually said. And what they said was, yeah, it's a baby step. We're trying to give people a little booster here. Uh, and on the same hand, they, you know, kicked you in the butt a little bit and, you know, don't let the door hit you. Um, so they've been playing with the UFO community, the believers, through this whole last few years. Um, they dangled that statement to the last minute on a Friday on um, the deadline of June 25th, everything like that, just like they would do a Washington release to upset the opposition of uh, the political opposition, whoever may be the opposition. doesn't matter. It's non-political on my side. Um, they do that purposely, so it's after the press cycle and it doesn't come back around till Monday morning or Sunday morning on those talk shows. Um, so it lets everything boil down so everyone's calm and, you know, when they go to talk about it again. Um, they've been doing all this stuff here to bring up our expectations and drop it back down, bring up our expectations and drop them back down. It's that, it's that cycle over and over. It's appeasement. We'll get you, get you up, make you happy and disappoint you. Oh, that is okay? so it, true. That is so, so, it, so true. And um, it, it's meant purposely to do that. It's, it's so you get your adrenaline in your system, get it out of your system, let you scream and cry about it, get you happy again, get you bummed out about it. So, and so that's true. The, that's the process. It's been going on my entire life. I'm 59 years old now. And what it means to me is I don't think I'll make it to the next cycle. This was my last cycle, I think. And that's why I'm so tied into this one. I wanted to see this before I die. Right. And I don't think I'll see the next cycle. Uncle Dale, I want to get your opinion on, on everything here because, you know, swamp gas aside, you know, I mean, have you heard a more, I, I'm going to use the term ignorant comment on this subject than swamp gas in the last 10 years? <laughs> Well, no, no, but I haven't been listening to Congress on the subject for the last 10 years. So something we, we, something I think we should bear in mind is um, imagine you're a foreign power, foreign country dealing with the United States uh, foreign policy. And the foreign policy of the United States changes not only from administration, but perhaps from month to month. Okay, there, there is nobody in control. It's a it's a. It's a republic, okay? It bounces back and forth. I think that's what we're seeing with the UFO. Instead of a planned thing, I think it's just chaotic. Um, I, I mean, uh, General McMaster, uh, who was an ex-DNI, he made, he made a comment about this. And he, he from going through a lot of, of, um, of Senate hearings, he says, 
you, you, there's two kinds of hearings, public and, and, and uh, classified. In the classified, they talk business. In the public, they just talk politics. You're not getting any information out of them. They're just making speeches for their voters. Okay, so so uh, Senator Swamp Gas apparently thinks that his constituents don't have any respect for us at all, at all. and uh, so that's that's the audience he's playing to. And the Senate Select Committee is uh, fortunately made out of adults uh, that that don't dismiss stuff so 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 easily. So that was a dog and pony show. That, it so, really was. Hey, Grant, how about you? I mean, you know, look, we all know that when when hearings go public, and uh, Grant accidentally left, so we'll go to a race fan here. Uh, race fan, we, we automatically know that when the politicians go public, it's vague, it's boring, it's supposed to be politically correct. You know, ask the questions that never want to be asked because we don't want people thinking that, you know, we're hiding any secrets or anything like that. Did you find that that this report had any further push towards the topic at hand? Well, I would like to think so. And, you know, like I said, it, it seemed to be that they were just kind of dribbling some crumbs out there. And uh, uh, <laughs> Senator Swampgas, I like that. And, and, you know, is that going to come back and bite him in the butt like it did Dr. Hynek? So. You know, um, but the difference it, is, it, it, the, uh, sorry, but the we, difference we, we, is race fan is when J. Allen Hynek used it, you could you could find that excuse with some sort of acceptance because he was a scientist, you know, uh, sent on a mission to try and, and solve this weird problem of lights in the sky. You know, I mean, he even used Venus at one point in Jupiter and you know but now when you have Luis Elizondo and Chris Mellon and Bill Nelson and Hal Putoff and all of these names saying these aren't ours the government needs to wake up that these aren't ours and it's not Russia it's not China and all of a sudden you pull a swamp gas I mean talk about a not a slap to the face we're talking a kick to the balls here people Exactly. I totally agree with you, Dave. And, you know, I just want to know, uh, well, I, I believe what I believe, and I know that there's other life out there, but for us to actually hear it from our government kind of cements it for everybody, and then the giggle factor goes away. I will say this. Speaking of the giggle factor, and Grant will bring you in on this one, and I'm sure you will all agree, the way the media has covered this this week has been phenomenal. It has been great coverage with a lot of fact, with a lot of politicians now speaking as, as getting in front of the camera. I have really appreciated the way the media has not treated this as inhumanely as they normally do. And look at that first picture of Grant right I'm now. Ha I'm, ha I'm happy they did, but it makes me wonder, what's their, what, what's their other agenda? Like, where are they hiding from us, Dave? You know? If they're covering this so so good, like, what, what are they trying to hide that we aren't seeing? Well, as Canadians, as Americans, you know? 
But that was what was discussed behind closed doors, that the media is only going to cover the event that happened because that's all they have. They have to wait for the information to leak out before they can move on. Grant, what's your thoughts? Have you enjoyed listening to the radios and the the television talk about UFOs as a frontline story this week? No, not at all. I I actually dislike it. It's... uh, how do I put this? I don't know if anybody's ever seen the the. It went viral. It was where every single radio or TV station plays the exact same thing, and someone like layered it on top of each other, and that's uh, all they're doing is parroting the same thing. Doing. I yep. yeah, exactly. Hold, hold on, yep. there, bud. The, the Puppet uh, Mockingbird. That's what it's called. Yeah, I, I understand that, but the the deal is is they're all parroting the same thing. They're all just giving us you know big nothing burger. They're not being honest, and they're really doing a dis- disservice to the American people. And not even the American people. It's just they're just doing a disservice to everybody globally. I mean, there are countries out there that are giving up more, and they're trying to wait for whatever country has the smoking gun. Obviously, the United States is the big liars here. They're the ones that are trying to keep this hush hush. And I mean, we all know it's true. Like just like the uh, uh, a little bit ago, because I, I started losing service real bad here. Uh, a little bit ago, you guys were saying that um, they're uh, they're putting us in our place, and so to speak, they're they're not doing it just to you know the the people that are big in this, the people that are really interested. They're doing it to everybody. They're putting everybody in their place. It's a big power game, and they're in control. And the unfortunate thing is, is the news broadcasters, half of them even wouldn't even have done this kind of a, a, you know, a special or anything on any of their radio stations, news stations on TV, picking up a UFO document saying, hey, we should run this. They would have been a laughingstock. At least now they're doing it. But, man, I have so many mm, words that I want to say about it. It just makes me so angry because... They're not helping. They're not helping the cause at all. They're they're not pushing anything forward. The good thing is, is you know, when certain things come out, all the redactions that are in there, I look at those. I know we have, you know, military secrets. We have censors and stuff that we don't want getting out, and that's fine. Just like in the beginning of the show, it's it's just one big thing where it's like, hey, look, yeah, they're not ours. We don't know what they are. That's fine. Just admit the one big thing. They're not ours. They're, we don't know if they're from this planet. We don't know if they're from a different dimension. We don't know if they're from a different planet. We're trying to figure it out just as well as we can. It's, I mean, it's literally that simple. Ugh, makes me so upset. Uncle Dale <laughs> in his Area 51 SOR shirt. How you doing? What do you think, man? Uh, so, uh, Grant, uh, thanks for bringing this up. This is the song you think about. I... Okay, so they are giving us not even, I mean, very small crumbs, okay? But that wasn't the purpose of today. The purpose of today was we've, we've made a system, okay? Now, it, if you start from that place, if you just get your head around that, we're restarting everything. Now they have to go back. If, and the guy, one of the guys said he does not have the funding to do this to go back and look at Roswell, to go back and look at any of the other cases. But even to look at that, they have to now put this into the new box, right? 
and 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 use the new you know the standard analysis tools and all that because that's not going to happen. They're they're just not going to do it. I think they very clearly said we're just going to move forward from here. So, you know, it's just like they erased the past. It's like no, we're not going to talk about it because it doesn't fit in our box. Well, okay, that makes sense from one one point of view, and that is, if it happened 50 years ago, it's probably not a threat to us. The stuff that's happening now is a could be a threat, okay? And the fact that we don't know about it's a threat. So that was my thought about it. Anyway. All right, good thoughts on that, gentlemen. I'll get you to hold on here. We are going to go to break. Here at the bottom of the hour, we have open lines. If you're in our YouTube chat tonight, the link is up. You can join us. We got a pair of power mustaches on board. You don't get that much power unless you're packing some serious lip blade heat from Uncle Dale and the Grantavious Wonder. We'll be back with more Spaced Out Radio when we return. Sorry about that, guys. My internet is just, it's not picking up in this hotel. You're good. So I've, I've you're, been having a heck of a time with it. You're doing good. You're doing good. I mean, I mean, you know that, uh, that 1936 hairdo with that beautiful 1970s mustache? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And, you know, I got, a, I got an idea. So when we go ahead and preserve this, uh, for next Las Vegas, as long as certain people show up, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some um, acrylic, and we'll actually encase the mustache in acrylic. Very nice. <laughs> Make sure you bring some Old Spice. You ain't encasing my mustache in acrylic, because <laughs> I know what comes next. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> now I'm just gonna sit. At the bar that's closed because they closed super early here for some reason. So, but the good thing is, is I have a whole mini fridge full of beer and I just put it all on the uh, on the room. It's great. <laughs> I like the design of that shirt. That's even better than it looks online. I must have you, one. You know, some guy gave me this and he's pretty epic. You ought to meet him. His name's Dave. It's great, dude. I've heard of that guy. Yeah, he's chill. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna tell you guys something. You meet Dave in real life. His radio personality, you know, the p- person that you see on on the show, is exactly how he is in real life. He's I mean, an asshole, is what he's saying. He's a complete asshole. No. <laughs> hey, Julie wants to know if you'll call and patch her in. Uh, Jules, I don't have, I don't have a phone line into, to StreamYard. I haven't been able to figure that out, how to do that yet. The future will be amazing and that's all well and good, but what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400 horsepower Nissan Z or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Eero whole home Wi-Fi just got faster 
The Eero Pro 6E is our most advanced Wi-Fi system yet, with support from Wi-Fi 6E, more than 100 connected devices, plus speeds up to a gigabit and beyond. Find your Eero at Eero.com. That's E-E-R-O.com. But I will test that for next time. I promise. I promise. Look at NB. Great comment. You guys have saved the show tonight. Great job. The power. You're good, Dave. Uh, you really you you pivoted. You did it with grace and confidence. It's live radio, man. You get an Art Bell Award. Oh, you you know what frustrates me honestly is. I watch all of you guys, and this isn't a shot at our audience here, but I watch all of you guys in the past where, where whether it was Lynn or someone else would open up the phone lines, and everybody's jamming in. I open up the phone lines, everyone goes silent. Everyone goes <laughs> silent. And then, I, and then I read the comments, how come you never take phone calls, Dave? How come you never open up the lines? <laughs> Jesus Christ, pick up your damn phone, you know? I mean... I don't know, hook up your computer. Whatever you want. I just think it is, hey, a, it is where, extraordinary. Where's the on-air on sign? Oh, goodness. My son took it. He was playing with it today, and he took it somewhere. I don't even know where he put it. <laughs> oh, the little turd. I don't even know where he put it. Oh, oh shit. That's funny. Oh, there it is. There it is. By the way, race fan, what do you do with all your medals per uh, that you get? I've got them hanging up on the wall uh, um, around around the radio room here. <laughs> can, can we see them? Can you like pan over? Well, they're they're, they're kind of invisible. Ah, okay, <laughs> yeah. You know, but but you can see the radios right there. Oh, those, nice. those are my toys there and. That's my computer. The this radio here is actually hooked up to the internet, and I can talk to people all over the world. Sweet. Oh, nice. Oh, hey. Hi, D Swagger. I'm back. Love you guys. Lazarus. Hey, yo. All right, we've got about uh, one minute here, guys. Hey, Diosin. We got spots for two more. Two more people, if you want to come on in. Uh, there we go. Hey, Dave, if you wouldn't mind. SOR, sponsored by all these cool people. Check their channels out. Everybody. Wow. Uh, everything everybody just sounds so digital, I can't stand it. Every time there's more than, like, two other people, I, my, it just, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Okay. I'd love to talk to you. Well, just I can't hear sorry. anybody else, though. Don't be sorry, just hang out. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> what What were you gonna say, Grant? Oh my! I'm literally. Let me look. I think I'm at. I'm at twenty percent on my battery, and uh, this it, because I'm using just my phone. It, it is just annihilating it right now. Nice. So I, I might have to jump off here in a minute. All right, no problem, buddy. But I'll be in the chats for you, my man. I'm always here for you. I know, brother. <clears throat> Hold on, guys. Peace out, brother. Hold on, Charge guys. Fun. Hold on, Lazarus. Hold on. Hold on.
We passed the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. I got the greatest view ever right now, staring at Uncle Dale's power stash. Want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do us the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Our original guest tonight, Fernanda Perez, we had some technical difficulties with her in the first half hour of the show. We are going to reschedule her to bring her on from MUFON Canada. So we've opened up the lines here to all of you. If you want to come on in, we've got a... We've got a plethora of people here so far. We got Kevin the Moonlick. We got Race Fan in the gold medal position, sometimes silver, sometimes bronze. And he's finally figured out my timing for when I go on early. We got Uncle Dale and his power stash. We got Grantavius and his lip blade. And we have the Lazarus Project hanging on out. And we're hanging on out with you. We are talking tonight, and we want your opinion about what you feel. After listening to the congressional hearings on UFOs, one of the other things, guys, and I know you guys are all in the United States. Maybe you didn't notice, but one of the I just want to say I I just want to say I love you, Dave. Thank you for doing this, and uh, I love you, gentlemen. Honestly, I don't mean to cut anybody off ever. I'm here to listen. You know, I'm here to learn, like as we all should be. We appreciate that, but (laughs) I'll I'll finish up what I was going to say here for a second. the news coverage that we saw was, and, and you guys all being in the United States on, on the panel right now, but literally this story went viral up here in Canada, Australia, the United Kingdom, literally around the world. Everybody was paying attention to what the United States Congress had to say about UFOs. That's a victory. That is a big victory if we look for anything positive, Kevin, regarding this entire coverage of the phenomena. Yeah, it's it's huge. A lot of people from Great Britain, I hear them all the time saying, well, we only listen to a little bit. We don't have the kind of discussion over here. Um, I know a lot of people in, in Australia listen in, but um, the Brits try to play it off nonchalantly, but they, they care. They want to know what's going on, and they want some answers. Everybody wants some answers, and they all look to the United States government. Um, Even Canada, they played along very nicely for a long, long time with America, um, wanting to go ahead and turn everything over and and allow the American government to deal with it because they figure they're the ones that's going to be able to come out with the the big info. Great Britain released their files. What was it, seven years ago or six years ago? Um, I know France released a bunch of their files several years ago. But nobody's ever come out with any big information, and you know they have more information on all this stuff. Um, so everyone's, everyone's following the American lead, and I'm sure they're all aggravated just as much as we are. They're frustrated of not being able to talk about it, deal with it, and lying to their own people about it. Um, so, uh, I, I can honestly say that I feel the whole world is frustrated. 
And it's not just us in the UFO community. And we're all just fed up. And uh, one of the big things I will say is in the United States is that we have added an entire new section of UFO believers to the docket. And that's one of the reasons yeah. why you see, see it on the conservative radio stations, I mean TV stations, and you hear yes, it on the, in the conservative radio stations. And it is the, the 25% of the conservative party that is the religious base. They have added on the UFO and alien sector um, into the pulpit. And they feel that it is, you know, whatever. I don't want to get into the anything that's controversial or anything, and I'm not going to go into the any of the other stuff. So I don't want to get into that kind of thing. But they feel it's a a part of the um, end times, and they feel that it, once that they're a demonic type thing, and that they're actually rooting for them to come. So that's why that has become a mainstay, and that is why it's being preached on the pulpit. And that well, is yeah. why, and that is why that has been added to the the base and that's why you see it so prevalent on on the conservative stations and you see it on their stations more than you do see it on the left and no politics involved that's just uh just just the way it is now and that is why you're seeing it in the media so prominent can i can i add something to that absolutely uh yeah like a, a lot of people you know, feel like that the uh, UFOs are the fallen angels. Um, but if you if you actually read the Bible, the fallen angels are already fallen. So you're not going to see them, I don't think, in UFO form. See, like, a lot of people get the Bible twisted. I'm a believer in God. I don't believe in religion. I don't have a religion, but I do believe in God, you know. And what I got from it was that, you know, the the angels did fall, but the UFOs are not them. They, they a lot of people say that they um tech that we got from the fallen angels, which all right, like if you go back and and you read. Yes, the, the the angels fell, and they gave a lot of knowledge, you know, and things to man. They gave him a lot of things. I think that's when Egypt and everything fell. Or, I mean, before well, Egypt. Let, let's keep it on topic here, my friend. We're talking about uh, the American government and UFOs and the way the media has covered this around the world. Let's keep it on topic, and brother. It, and, it, and I agree, Lazarus, but I don't but we don't want to. Get I mean, off. I'll stop. It's still relevant. But I'm yeah, sorry. You're, you're you're right, and and that has been a parallel since way back when. And I agree with you. We've always paralleled the angels with uh, aliens, and that's always been a thing. And I agree with you. But that's one of the things we don't talk about on this show. And I I've didn't always, say I agreed with it. No, 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 no. no, no I, I, I just, we don't. We don't, we don't want to get off on it. But as we go about this, we we look at. We look at the media that's been going around, and it is going around the world. And, it, and, it's, and it's talk about on the, the media here in America. It has gotten to be a, a strong mainstay. There are shows that have almost totally redirected their focus on mm-hmm. the UFOs now. 
there are mm-hmm. broadcasters that have made it their mainstay to talk about mm-hmm. the UFO thing. Right. And um, Grant, did you want to add something there? Oh, I was, I was going <clears> to <throat> kind of jump in. Uh, Dave already took care of it, though. So. <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't say I agreed with it. But what, what I was doing was kind of trying to go off of what you already said, you know, that, that like a lot of people do believe that. I'm not saying that I believe that. I do believe in God. Yes, I do. But I was yeah. just trying to, uh, I, I was just trying to say, and then, you know, maybe get you guys' opinion on what you thought about it, you know, I, about the, the UFOs and the aliens maybe being that kind of, you know, well, like, like relating to that, because this is that kind of channel that we can talk about those kind of things. But let's, let's just, when it comes to religion and UFOs, let's just tie it up really quickly here. The, I don't believe the, I don't is, believe in the religion. I believe in UFOs Lazarus, more. Than uh, Lazarus, you got to let people talk here, buddy. Otherwise, I got to keep muting you. I haven't taken you off the channel yet, brother, because I don't want to do that. But let other people speak, please. Grant, go ahead. So let, let's go ahead and just tie this up in a nice neat bow. And and this is something that you know I've I did a lot of theology. I was I was I'm just going to tell you real quick. If you want to look at the Bible, that's fine. If you want to read the Bible, that's great. <clears throat> to each their own on their own particular religious styles and everything else. If you want to look into, you know, the Bible itself, the King James Version, let's just use that, for example, Ezekiel 1 talks about where he, in the very first chapter, where something comes down with a thousand rushing waters, wings and everything. It's a, it's a damn spacecraft. Excuse my language. It's a spacecraft. And uh, this this subject has been around longer than any of us. It has been in ancient rock carvings and the in biblical times it's been i mean leonardo da vinci painted one like it's been around forever including biblical times so realistically what's going on now though is we're going to go ahead and swish this over a little bit is the fact that now it's become more public knowledge this isn't unfortunately i i really loved it when it was woo woo where everybody would look at you all funny when you just start talking, hey, man, I saw a UFO the other day. N- nobody does that anymore. It's, it's amazing how much the topic has been pushed out to the public, even though it might not be what we want as a group that is more hardcore, more dived in or delved into the subject. The thing is, is everybody is now becoming aware of it, especially since when the New York Times came out and that's when it really got the ball rolling. And then you get people like, you know, Chris Mellon and Lou and Commander David Fravor and, and millions, millions of, of, you know, experiencers have come out about this. The good thing is, yes, we're getting a nothing burger. But at the same time, awareness is the silver lining of this, just like you guys were previously saying. Whether it was biblically, you know, whoever, whatever they want to believe it is, it's fine. It doesn't, it's neither here nor there. Only until we find out exactly what this is, or it, we might not, well, even, it might not need to be one well, thing. Well, Grant, that, that starts the new debate. Do they know what this is? I have a no, feeling they I do. I have a feeling they I, do. I've been privy to, you know, I mean, you heard some of the conversations from certain people in Las Vegas. <coughs> oh, yeah. Okay. You know that we are dealing with some very, very deep 
intuitive, insightful comments regarding the UAP phenomena. And I really do believe that they know what they're dealing with, but it is so down the line in the darkness of the Pentagon's tunnels that very few actually know what is going on. There's a difference between not knowing what it is and what's going on. And I believe that down in the Pentagon, they know. I mean, you could throw Mellon, Elizondo, the late Harry Reid, Marco Rubio, Kristen Gillibrand, Tim Burchett, or anybody under the bus regarding this, but I think it's so deep and buried into the Pentagon and other alphabet agencies that have been studying this for years quietly that we really don't know what is happening on the public end, but on the private end, oh, they know. Damn right they know. You know, I, I, I got to agree with you with that. I do agree with that. Um, you know, there's, I don't think it's just one thing, though. You know, I, I don't think it's the nuts and bolts all the time. I do believe that we've copied some of the, the you know, reverse engineered some of it, and that's where you get a lot of these interesting triangles that are out there and whatnot. We're trying to catch up, so to speak, and the people that are the, the deep ones down the rabbit hole that actually know the truth, and there's probably only a, a handful of people that actually know it. Uh, realistically, I, I mean, it's probably a multitude of things, and if it has to do with consciousness, and then you, you're taking it to a whole different level. Steve, Steve, are you, if I can interject, are you saying that there uh, quite possibly is a deep state that would know within the U.S., and that the, um... sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Oh, okay, so sorry. Um, is there a deep state that controls the U.S. government? Um, are, you know, what we're seeing on the outside just a shell? And um, there's a deeper deeper state. Is that what you're saying about control and of knowledge and what gets out there? Uh, I would say yes. I would say absolutely. I believe that there – look – what people are not going to understand, what politicians are not going to understand, and this is what I learned right before Vegas and then coming out of Las Vegas, I had it confirmed. There is a lot of stuff going on that we would only see in science fiction type of um, type of uh, movies, in type of television series, and everything that goes along with that. And what we are seeing now is something that the public could not understand. That is the big thing, is what would the public, and more importantly right now, what will politicians who put their career on the line with an election coming up this fall, how much can you push them towards the phenomena? A lot of the politicians who are up for re-election are not going to touch this topic because they don't want the the they don't want to take this into an election where could you imagine you lose on UFOs? Right? You lose on that? 
I want to say a, <laughs> I want to say a quick hello to Nikki, to Nicholas, to Angel Wings for coming on in. Super Duke, you're in the you're in the back there. Uh, I'm gonna get you to wait because I can only have ten people on oh. at a time. And this is actually the first time I've had ten people on at a time. Oh, there goes Lazarus, and we'll bring you in here. And uh, hi, look at Duke's hair. Doesn't that look fantastic? Looks wow. fantastic. Yeah, it's nice hair. Angel Wings, let's hear from you for the first time. What do you think about uh, what's going on? Oh, hello. I just I really wanted to vo- voice my opinion because I, I really love your show and stuff. And Well, and I noticed there's, you got too many guys up there. You need a girl's opinion, too. <laughs> I appreciate that. Give me the lady's opinion. Well, I, I guess it's kind of mixed. My, my viewpoint is it, it's like this. I don't know. To me, I think they just threw us a cookie. I mean, they know a heck of a lot more than they'll ever let us know. I don't know. It's almost like they just did it to give us a taste of what they know, but they're not going to really tell us everything. I honestly feel like we're going to be the ones to uh, uh, reveal disclosure on our own. It's more of a personal thing, like everyone with their experiences. I mean, disclosure is probably going to end up showing up before we know it. Government won't even be able to step in. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I don't. I think the government, uh, by taking it slowly and surely, that they are not going to really understand what is going on and how we're doing it. Nicholas, I want to get your words in here because we are running out of time, and Super Duke's going to end up saying, and Swamp Dweller, they're going to end up saying, "Hey, what about me? What about me? Who else dropped? dropped who just dropped off? Uh, somebody just dropped off. Who just dropped off? Oh well, Nicholas, how you doing? Not- can Nicholas hear us? Please nod, Nicholas, if you're here. I think he's frozen. He's got good hair, though. Yeah, he's look, frozen. look at that hair. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Nikki, let's get to you here. You're on mute. I'm going to get you to unmute yourself. What do you think Hello. about this week? <laughs> Fascinating week. Uh, I've been keeping track of the... Sorry, I'm walking around. I've been keeping a tra- keeping track of the Australian news. Holy crap, have they changed their tune in every way possible. Now, yeah, I've been keeping track of other um, news agencies around the world, but for the Australian news to come out and completely change their tune was a huge deal, especially with the amount of UFOs that they have um, over there. Now, I'm sure a lot of your Australian listeners um, could definitely chime in and tell you all of that as well. Um, regarding <laughs> regarding what the U.S. government has announced, on one hand, it's a great thing. On another hand, in the ufology world, uh, it's a bunch of BS. Because for a wide range of reasons, such as we didn't receive what we all wanted and expected, was more information. The quote-unquote, oh, now I lost the word, disclosure. Well, are we ever going to receive disclosure by the U.S. government? Are you freaking kidding? No, not going to happen. If you honestly believe 
that we are going to receive true disclosure by the U.S. government. I mean, real honest to goodness disclosure, not going to happen. What we just received is a major trickle-down effect. The fact that they even acknowledged it is huge. Yes, I will give them that. And, Dave, I completely agree with you about um, a deep state government. Because of my own personal experiences regarding a specific subject, um, I know they've got a deep state. I know for a fact of um, what they have done because of what they've done to me. They have come after me because I have knowledge about something. So I've had to do a lot of asking of the other side as to why would they do that? Well, hello, you've got knowledge that they don't want out. They're right. trying to quiet anybody who has knowledge. 30 seconds. And, 30 seconds. And okay. So basically, that's it in a nutshell. We're not going to receive the expected or wanted disclosure. What we are going to receive is the trickle-down effect of whatever they want to give, period. All right. Thank That's you. what we got to remember. Thank you. Nicholas, let's go to you. You're not frozen anymore. Your hair looks fantastic. And that's almost like a, a, a good oh, half Guy Fouché you. mustache there. Yeah, I can't grow facial hair, but it's worth a shot. Try to keep up with the big boys. <laughs> How you feeling after this week with the co- congressional hearings? Kind of pissed off, I'm honest. I think it was very disingenuous. I mean, there's some good portions of it. I won't lie. I think there's some really good questions they asked, but when you see people that are supposed to represent the people of a country sitting there smirking and kind of like laughing about this subject, I think it's not fair to the people that have basically had their lives changed and, you know, can't live their life like they normally would because of something that's happened to them, whether it be seeing a UFO or anything of that sort of demeanor. I don't know how deep we go into all that, but I think it was very disingenuous to the people. So, yeah. I, and how I, do I we expect them to... Go ahead. How do we expect them to go any farther on any other subjects? Well, you know, I, I they think... They can't even sit here and say... I think we have to take what Luis Elizondo said to a little bit of heart here, and that is we have to take time. This isn't a marathon. This is this is you know hundred meter sprints. You know, and we we finally had the first sprint. We're now going to take some time to rest and relax, recoup our bodies, and then get prepared for training for the next sprint. And this could happen over months and years. You know, the main thing is, I think, and trust me, I'm like you. I'm not happy about what I saw, but we also can't forget about the positives that happened. And, and guys, I hate to cut it off there because we do have to wrap up this portion of the show tonight. So thank you, everyone who stuck with us on the calls. Uncle Dale, Lazarus, uh, Grant, and uh, Moonlit Kevin, race fan in the gold medal position. Vaughn, Nikki, Angel Wings, Nicholas, really appreciate you guys all tuned on in here as uh, we go to break. In our number three, we are going to head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller is going to 
Join us for another spooky story with Swamped Out Radio. Then Uncle Duke and his power mullet will be here joining us for the cryptid report. I've got the Dave 101, and maybe we'll try and throw in some Shirky Poos news as well. Stay tuned. Spaced Out Radio continues right after this. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Dave. You, you turned that into an awesome show. Well, thank you. So thank you oh, no worries. No worries. Thank you, guys. And uh, thank you for joining us and participating. Honestly, I couldn't have done it without you. Couldn't have done it without you. You guys you guys can – I'm stepping away to go take a bathroom break. You guys can chat for a couple of minutes here if you want. Sure. Good to see you all. Good seeing and, um, you guys here too. Well, Hi, everybody. Good to see people in chat. Thanks today. That was very nice, and I'm, I think it, was, it turned out to be a good conversation. It, it was. And it's always nice to see people's faces for a change. Yes, <laughs> true. <laughs> hey, Minnie, how you be? Good, Nikki. Then I see Nicholas to wonder where all that hair went. <laughs> yeah. I was worried Dave would get a little jealous. I got better hair than him, but. Yeah. <laughs> so do you do you guys think that disclosure may not come from the U.S. government, but other governments? I know um, countries like Chile, yes. they release information. Iran releases information. They're very open about it. So Russia might it too. come from there? Russia as well. Um, Maybe I it doesn't feel, come from the U.S. I feel we've already had disclosure all along. Over the yeah, we've had, disclosures. we've had it bit by bit. They'll come out and say something happened. Then the next day, that didn't happen. Then we have the cover-up. We go well, through this cycle you. over and over and over again. We, we know these events occurred. We have evidence from them. We've seen evidence from them. Um, we know about bases. We know about all this other stuff yeah. going on. People have had experiences. So disclosures happened um, to me. Confirmation is a different yeah. story. The government's That's never right never there. came back out and said, "Oh yeah, we have we've had confirmation. They're doing this, doing that, over and over and over again." And affirmations, we've not had the mm-hmm. affirmations. Personal so, disclosure. And so, how, how many people in this room have experienced? I'm an abductee. I will flat out say it. I'm an abductee, and I am in the baby program. Even yes. No matter what size you are, you can be in the freaking baby program. I am here to tell you. It ain't fun, okay? Um, Am I still in contact with some of my hybrid children? Yes. Mom still communicates with me. Shocks me. But, yeah, look, you can be an ET abductee. You can witness ships. You can. I've seen. I've seen a number of ships. I've been on a number of ships. I've been out in space. I remember my time as a child in space. I remembered that up until I was eight years old. Yeah, maybe nine. That's pushing it, though. But the point is, is that we all want, just like what Mooney was saying, confirmation, validation. Um, I don't remember the exact precise word at the second you used. Sorry, guys. I just woke up. <laughs> so to have a full oh, brain God. without having food or any of vitamins or anything i'm like Whoa. validation and affirmation are two affirmation that was the word i was and, um, looking for that's what we, we're really in our heart that's what yeah that's what we all want but are we that's logically going for, to re- 
Yeah, and what are we going to actually get from any government? How bad, excuse me, how bad do we really want that information to validate us? We've already been through it. We've already Mm -hmm. experienced it. Mm -hmm. So those who are listening right now, if you are an experiencer, you know what you've been through. How bad do you want or expect that from a government? Is that reality for you a mindset that is so set in stone that you can't change, but yet you're an experiencer? You have to start flipping your own mind in how you see things and in how things are realistic for you and for others. Sorry, sorry. I just want to get a, get a word from Nicholas because he's younger than we are. Um, and, and what are you experiencing? What are you experiencing? I've out in high strange areas. I used to research Sasquatch and I've seen things in the sky that I really can't explain out in, especially East Texas. It seems like when I go out to East Texas to hunt, I see odd things in the sky I've had my buddy there, and he's experienced it with me, where we'll see some weird... One time we saw three lights in the sky. It was like three lights that were all together, and it was like moving. It would stop. I mean, the speed of this thing was not like anything I've seen before. He was amazed by seeing it, too. So it's really just these weird lights in the sky that move, and they go from stop, and they yeah. go up and down, side to side, and then those disappear somehow. And I don't know how to explain that, and when you have two people see that and you sit there and saw the same thing, you probably saw it, right? So have you have you ever lost time? I have lost time one time when I was out hiking one time in an area of high strangeness. I uh, went hiking down a little river bottom, one of the little creek bottoms here in Texas, and I left at twelve thirty. I remember because I was texting my mom saying, "Hey, I'm at the trail. If I don't come back at a certain time, you know what I mean." something's wrong right and then walking down the creek bottom and next thing i know i start feeling like a child again super like kiddish and like guys i I don't know how to explain it i felt like i was a little kid walking through the woods i gotta cut you all off i gotta get to swamp dweller nicholas before we let you go do me a favor shake that hair for us you got 10 seconds (laughs) (laughs) beautiful all right guys see you all later here we go all right later y'all you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Space Out Radio is underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really do appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hi to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America and digitally on TalkStream Live, Revolution Radio, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Figure it. 
A figure it as your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as a clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you, including rocket out to Bumblefoot, reading Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out my uh, our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and now on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Well, it is time once again where we head off into the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller is here for another spooky story. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. Hi, my name is Jackson. I want to tell you about the story of when a skimwalker entered my house. Now, I'm taking a risk by telling you guys and Swamp Dweller this story. But because this story was a near-death type of story, it's worth the risk to raise awareness of the Navajo skimwalker. We do our best not to talk about these creatures as they focus on people who speak of them in public. But in this case, I must. It was March 1st, 2022. I remember the date because of the text I sent to my mom later in the story. I was going on a walk with three or four younger kids that were not very important to the story, but this other kid was slightly older than me, my friend, and my sister. I'll call my friend Ken. At first, we stayed grouped up with the younger kids and our parents, but we started to get ahead of them. Ken and I began to talk about not very important stuff until I and Ken began to talk about the supernatural. If you wake up randomly at around 2 or 3 a.m., your brain is trying to tell you that you're being watched and weird stuff like that. Soon enough, skinwalkers became the topic. He starts talking about this video of a skinwalker in this guy's house. At the time, we did not know that you should not talk about them. After some time, Ken went home. Keep in mind we live in the same town, so it's within walking distance. The rest of the day goes by as usual until bedtime. Something starts to feel off. I go to sleep anyway, ignoring this feeling. But I wake up and the sun is still not up yet, and I check my phone. It's 2 a.m. Then, suddenly, I start hearing sounds coming from across the house. Remember, I didn't know much about skimwalkers at all at this time, so I thought it was something else entirely. In hindsight, now knowing not to talk about them just makes it even more scarier. But then, after a while, I swear I heard my mom and dad getting mimicked. I did not want to believe it. I did not want to think it was a skimwalker. I hated the thought of tonight being my last night on earth. But then, the mimicking of the voices stopped. My memory gets vague even though it's such a new memory. But being around a month old now as I'm writing this, I don't remember the time that it left. I think it must have been around 4am. I was too fixated on the door and too scared to look at the clock. The last thing I remember besides sitting in my bed until my parents woke up is this wolf-like howling sound that I heard outside after the noises stopped. I sat there, and when the sun started to rise, I went to sleep only for a few minutes before my mom woke me up. She acted like nothing had happened. I went about my day as usual. It was a weekend, so my dad was home. He needed help with some canned food the whole time. I just felt like I was being 
watched by something. I just couldn't explain it. I haven't heard from Ken ever since then, and the skimwalker could be mimicking him as well and torturing him. Who knows? All I know is that I hope it doesn't come back, and if you share this in your story, and if you share this in an episode, thank you so much, Swamp Dweller. I think it needs to be spread to help people understand that we need to keep these legends contained. Oh, we love the legends that Swamp Dweller brings us each and every night here on Spaced Out Radio. Do us a favor, head on over to his YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads, and hit subscribe. Definitely hit subscribe. He's got thousands of these stories all for you, and all of them, they're just incredible. Absolutely incredible. We're going to stick with some monster talk. Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio is here for another cryptid report. Yeah, Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio is here. Hanging on out with us, doing his thing, playing with his hair, and about to scare the daylights out of us with another cryptid report till the bottom of the hour. Super Duke, how you doing? Doing great, buddy. Hey, how about that great hair on Nicholas Shaughnessy, man? Oh, yeah. You know, if he wants his hair to get curly like mine, all he has to do is the same thing I do. Walk out in the woods, see a Bigfoot. Guaranteed, it'll curl your hair every time. Well, so that's how my hair stays nice and curly. Mine is naturally curly too. I just straighten it. <laughs> I just can't straighten mine out. It's always discombobulated and curly and weird looking. But yeah, I know everybody's been having fun talking about the UFO thing, and there's UFOs nearby where the, tonight's stories are coming from, and of course, big UFO bases all over the Solomon Islands. And again, the second half of the story tonight is brought to you from. Marius Boyrian in his book, Solomon Island Mysteries, and from the Solomon Island Chamber of Commerce and Department of Don't Think About Touring here. And we're going to complete the story where we were talking about the five cannibal giant brothers. And if you recall, there was a big meeting. The Paramount chief had called all of the other sub-chiefs of the different tribes together to give them a hard time over their failure to get rid of these five killer cannibal giant brothers that were performing these horrible dire depredations upon all assembled nearby along this coastline. And to provide further incentive for them to actually do something, he offered his daughter and a bunch of pigs, and whoever could kill off these five giant cannibal brothers would get his daughter's hand in marriage and a bunch of pigs. So everybody lined up, and they were all trying to send out their best warriors and one by one, they were all getting picked off. No one was making the the challenge uh, complete and coming back and getting her her bro- her hand in marriage. And of course, then the local village idiot, the hero of our story, Uxley, Uxley went to the Paramount chief and told him that you know get ready to marry your daughter off because I'm going to go kill off these giants. And of course, the Paramount chief laughed his head off. So <clears throat> unknown to the the chief there. Yuxley had a plan, and on Guadalcanal, there's a rare species of a plant that has an anesthesia-like effect if consumed by a person. The crushed roots of this plant are sometimes used to anesthetize fish to make them easier to catch. The Guadalcanal people have taken this process a step further by developing cunning methods of anesthetizing people. 
The juices from the crushed roots are mixed into a solution with finely crushed particles of coral lime and then dried into powder. This procedure is repeated depending on the strength required. The fine powder is then gently blown from the palm of the hand into the air currents, which takes it to the unsuspecting recipient or recipients, as the case may be. The manufacturers of these crafty powders often perform spiritual rituals while making them. Their method of manufacture was known to their ancestors, was and still is passed down from generation to generation. So Euxley's plan was to use this powder to subdue the five giants so that he could slaughter them at will. He cautiously made his way into the depths of the tropical rainforest where he made his camp and set about looking for this anesthetic plant. After finding several suitable plant specimens, he removed their roots and took them back with him to the safety of his camp. Over a period of a few days, he made a strong concoction of anesthetic powder that would knock the socks off an elephant, or as he thought, at least five giants. Armed with this new weapon, he made his way to the area where the giants were last seen. Yuxley believed the giants had an exceptional sense of smell. He traveled deep into the mountainous interior in order to be to the lee, or the, the downwind side, of the giants with a sea breeze, thereby avoiding their detection. Several days went by as Yuxley perched himself high in a variety of different trees around the area while waiting for the giants to come past. As he was moving along to another area, he came across the entrance of a cave that was littered with human bones and remains. He also saw evidence of the giant's large footprints. Yuxley soon realized that this is one of the giant's lairs, and so he found himself a safe, high position in a nearby tree and waited for their return. Meanwhile, the people of Tangarari had given him up for dead. In the afternoon, as Yuxley was snoozing on his tree perch, he was awoken by the nearby noise of grunting and snorting, which was coming from the five giants who were sitting at the entrance of the cave, devouring a human they had killed. It was true what the people had said. They were huge and ugly, Yuxley thought. Safe and out of sight, high up in his tree, Yuxley knew that the giants would have to eventually go to sleep. He was right, for not long after eating their fill, the giants went into the cave to lie down. After waiting an hour to make sure the giants were fully asleep, Yuxley quickly climbed down the tree and stealthily crept through the thick forest undergrowth towards the edge of the clearing in front of the cave. He heard his heart pounding with anxiety and fear. While removing his bamboo container and anesthetic powder from his carry basket, he listened for any sign of movement. All he could hear was snoring. Emptying a large portion of the powder into the palm of his hand, he slowly crept to the edge of the cave's entrance. Conscious of the wind direction, he slowly began to blow the potent powder from his palm into the entrance of the cave. The light, gentle breeze carried the ominous concoction into the cave where the giants were sleeping. Not satisfied with the large portion of powder that had already gone into the cave, Yuxley then blew in some more, just for good measure, and hastily tiptoed to the cover of the nearby forest undergrowth. Yuxley knew that the powder had an instantaneous effect on any human being, but as for giants, he was not so sure. As he waited for the powder to take effect and to allow the residue powder to dissipate, he noticed he could not hear the giants snoring anymore. Cautiously, he tiptoed his way back to the cave's entrance. Waiting a moment, he quickly peered around the corner and saw the giants, well, they were totally comatose. With his primitive stone axe in one hand and a little more powder in the other, he carefully entered the cave to further inspect the condition of the five giants. Prodding them for any side of movement, he found that they were completely under effect of the anesthetic powder. So discarding the rest from his hand outside the cave, he returned to the helpless giants to take revenge on behalf of his people. Yuxley struck at each of the giants in the neck with several mighty blows from his sharp stone axe and allowed them to bleed to death. 
After the five giants had died, he cut off the heads and threw them outside the cave's entrance. While looking at the five heads of the giants, Yuxley paused for a moment to reflect on the significance of what he had just done. Cutting down a suitable sapling to carry them, Yuxley tied the five heads onto the pole by their long hair and started his arduous journey back to Tangarari. Meanwhile, the people of Tangarari had long forgotten their village idiot, Yuxley. The chiefs from the other villages had arrived again to participate in a custom magic ritual to call their ancestral spirit gods for help in vanquishing the five giants. With all the people crowded around as the ceremony was proceeding, Yuxley suddenly appeared out of the forest carrying the five heads of the giants slung on his pole. Nobody noticed him at first as he carried the heads toward the gathering, but as he reached the perimeter of the enormous crowd, they parted in astonishment, allowing him to make his way through to the paramount chief. The crowd broke into an uproar and halted the ceremony as Uxley proudly carried the heads toward their leader. He placed the five heads on the ground in front of the paramount chief, who had already risen from his chair. The people fell silent. With a short pause, Uxley said, I have killed the five giant brothers, as I said I would, and now I have come for my reward, which you promised. All the chiefs gathered around the giant's heads to inspect their authenticity. The village custom magic taboo man, in other words, their witch doctor, who was leading the ceremony, turned to the crowd and told them all that this was the gift from their ancestral spirit gods. With that, all the people began to cheer Yuxley for his victory over the giants. They mobbed him while carrying him above their heads. In a short turnaround of events, Yuxley had become their hero and a warrior. Although reluctant, the paramount chief was obliged to honor his promised bounty for the five heads of the giants to Yuxley. Subsequently, he announced to his people the upcoming marriage of Yuxley and Gina, and that half the pigs, yay, now belong to Yuxley, as he had saved all the people on the weather coast from the killing spree of the five killer giant brothers. Beautiful. Yuxley and Gina were married and had many children, some of whose descendants says the author, I have personally met. As far as the history goes, Yuxley never made it to the position of chief, but he's always remembered as, quote, the warrior who killed the five killer giant brothers. And then he goes on to say, the reason why I recorded some of these more prominent giant encounters is that, apart from the fact that they actually occurred, they portray the absolutely horrifying history that the Solomon Islanders have endured while having to cohabitate for millennia with these vicious giants. I cannot think of anywhere in all recorded history where people have had to undergo for thousands of years something that's akin to a horror movie. If this kind of barbaric homo sapien giant relationship has existed in the Solomon Islands for what they say is thousands of years, then it must have been happening elsewhere in the world. And modern man just doesn't know about it yet. The key word there being yet. Yet. Super Duke... I mean, it just shows it's mind over matter sometimes uh, when it comes to dealing with giants. And, and there are still a lot of stories about giants out there, Duke, especially in the Middle East between Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan. And there's a lot of weird stories about them still roaming around these traditional deserts. Yep. There's, well, there's cryptid stories from everywhere, as I'll bring up next week, that there are other stories of giant primate like beings that are in the islands further off from where the solomons are as a matter of fact all of those islands every one of them there's some kind of a bigfoot like being that they have a name for and the solomon islands seem to be a little bit out of the ordinary because it's like actually giant humans that eat people like the biblical giant type giants and apparently that's what the kandahar giant was too 
And there's been reports of these Kandahar giant type incidents, not just from Kandahar, but from other parts of the world, including, you know, here in the United States, which we mentioned a few weeks back, there's been a report of something similar happening in Colorado that had been immediately covered up and hushed up. So this, you know, this kind of stuff not only did happen, but still occasionally does happen. I did a show on uh, Sasquatch Chronicles about mountain giants many years ago, and I just noticed recently that somebody has actually decided to do a bunch of research on it, and they have two books out, one on mountain giants in Alaska and one on uh, mountain giants in the Yukon Part 1. So, hoo, hoo, hoo. (laughs) Unfortunately, this stuff is happening, and people are reporting it. Finally, people are just starting to pay attention to it. And like the author of the Solomon Island Mysteries, Marius himself says that, you know, there it's common knowledge. You know, everybody takes it for granted because this has just been going on forever and ever for thousands of years since they've been there. Um, And they just get this blind spot that the rest of the world, of course, they all know about it. No, we don't know about it. It's not getting reported to the rest of the world. It might have something to do with problems with tourism in the Solomon Islands if that happened to. No kidding. No kidding. How many reports of these giants are still coming in? We hear them every now and again from the Middle East, like the Kandahar giant, but those are mainly, you know, we have to track them down and 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 use them as military legend and folklore regarding it because we haven't seen any true proof on that. But how many of these giant stories are, are still coming out today? There's there's Bigfoot stories coming out of the Middle East. There's Dogman stories coming out of the Middle East. They use, they don't have researchers over there because it's a, a thing of their religion that they think everything is jinn. So they're automatically evil spirits. So, you know, investigating evil spirits, that's uh, naughty, naughty. So they don't do that. So they don't really have, like, organized Bigfoot researchers and stuff over there. It does occasionally leak out. Somebody who's a fan of my channel over there sent me a picture from his hometown where there had been all sorts of Bigfoot activity and sounded just like classic Western Bigfoot. They had heard the sounds that sounded like them. A couple people have caught a whiff of them. They had found his tracks a number of times, whapping on houses, all the classic stuff, and he'd just been sort of hanging around this village for about a week. And they got a local news crew out there that actually did a news report on it, and they found one of the track lines and followed it and filmed it. And he showed me one of the pictures from the news report, and this is in Kurdistan, northern Iraq. Right. Wow. So you don't expect Bigfoot reports to be coming out of, you know, the cradle of civilization and ancient uh, Babylon and Samaria and stuff. But, yeah, there's Bigfoot reports over there, too. There's Dogman reports from over there. You just don't usually hear about it because we don't have that kind of media exchange where anybody over there is going, hey, stupid Americans, check this out. (laughs) They don't care. (laughs) Well, you know what? I I think it's interesting and intriguing and and, you know, I mean, giants go back to biblical times, as everybody knows, David, the story of David versus Goliath and, and everything along those lines. And, and it makes you wonder whether or not they are still in the fray when it comes to the entire phenomenon. And are they different from Sasquatch? Are they different from Dogman? Are they a different species? Are they a different breed? I mean, there's so many questions, Duke. They certainly seem to be, Dave. It, it seems that all over the world, wherever they're mentioned, uh, um, 
uh, although we don't get a, a direct physical description anywhere in the Solomon Island mysteries that I'm aware of, I'd have to go back and look and see. But other places like the Kandahar Giant and uh, the Lovelock Cave here in North America, the giants are pretty much uniformly described as being around 15 feet tall. They have white skin, they have red hair, they have atrocious uh, attitudes and, and eat people. And, you know, that's both sides of the world, same description. And they're not describing Bigfoot. Uh, the Lovelock Cave incident, they were quite clear that they were at war with these guys for several years. They even mentioned that it wiped out several thousand of them before they got the last of them bottled up in Lovelock Cave and bar- barbecued them in there and got rid of the last of that tribe. And even at the very last, they were giving them the option to knock it off, swear off eating humans, we'll let you go, and they wouldn't do it. So they had to kill them. And that seems to be the problem universally with these giant human-looking giants, that they like to eat us littler people, and the Bigfoot don't do that. So uh, hence the reason we we have more of a war with the giants. And there's also, you know, stories about the Bigfoot don't get along with the giants either, so. No, very true. Very true. Duke, we got one minute to go here with you before we got to go to break and then get to the Dave 101. Tell everybody where they can find World Bigfoot Radio. You can find me on YouTube, of course, at World Bigfoot Radio. My show is on at 8 Central every Sunday. This week we will be having a tour of the Nebraska Bigfoot Museum, which I was at a couple weeks ago when I was there doing the conference, and interview with the guest on uh, who was the owner of the museum. And she did this in-depth investigation of these really weird incidents in Nebraska that are just mind-blowing. You don't want to miss this one. And you can also find me on BitChute, right, Eon, Rumble, and Odyssey, I have groups on Facebook, World Bigfoot Central, and also Montana Bigfoot Project. And I'm on World Bigfoot Central on MeWe. Come on over, join the group. You are always amazing and awesome when it comes to your incredible detail, your incredible stories, and everything. And we got to do something before we head to break. Our One of our good listeners, Michael, says, Can you say hello to my brother, Owen? He listens to you after the show. Thanks, Dave. So let's give a shout-out, Duke to Owen for tuning us in and listening on in tonight. Thanks for checking in, Owen. Do it again. The show's always awesome, brother. That's right. Thank you, Owen, for tuning us on in. When we return on Spaced Out Radio, it's Dave 101. Where do we go from here? What should we be looking for? Yep, UFOs, man. It's all about the aliens. And Shirky Poo has the news. We'll be back right after this. Way to go, Super Duke. That was one of the least scary stories in that book, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. And there seems to be a theme, too, that usually when they're killing the giants, they're using chemical warfare of some kind in order to do it because normal weapons just aren't going to pull it off very well. Yeah, I get that feeling. I get that feeling. Wow. I just couldn't imagine. I just couldn't imagine, dude. Yep. That's one thing that the author stresses a lot, that, you know, it's like for these poor people, it was like living in a freaking horror movie for the last 5,000 years, being stuck on these islands with these freaking cannibal giants trying to kill you all the time. And, you know, their level of technology wasn't that good. If they would add cannon technology or something, the giants probably would have been extinct a long time ago. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding.
But yeah, next uh, next week on to well, it's up to everybody. Do you want to hear about more of these like island hopping type giants like this one here, or well, do you want to hear some of uh, my stories in Manitoba? Stu- to you guys. Uh, considering that Tuesday is my birthday, I, I am going to request something really weird, Bigfoot stuff. Real weird. Really weird Bigfoot stuff? Yeah. Does uh, Gugwee sightings in northern Manitoba count? That would absolutely do fantastic fantastic for me. I have uh, uh, a researcher up there of about 35 years who started getting these weird reports, and he couldn't figure out what was up with it. And they were all from this one area. And then he finally saw a show I did on it, and he connected the dots and went, oh, my God, these aren't Bigfoot. They've been reporting Gugwee incidents up here. Oh, wow. So he sent me several of them. And this will be the first time I've got to share them with anyone. So it's for your birthday, Dave. It's Gugly Horror Time. You know what? I if that guy would do an interview, I would love to get him on. I'd love to get him on my show, but he doesn't seem like he wants to talk about it. Well, let's uh, let's tag team him. Okay, sounds like a plan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, as I recall, he's got a book out, if I remember right, at least one. I want to track down the gentleman that's doing the books on the mountain giants up in the Yukon and Alaska. Because I'm like one of the, if not the first, I'm one of the first people that brought that to the public's attention. And now somebody's grabbed the ball and ran down the field with it and went, hey, look, lots of reports. <laughs> I'm putting books together. Go, brother. <laughs> right on. That That's exciting to me. I can't do everything all by myself. Somebody else can pick up the, the ball and run down the field and get a touchdown. Go, go, go. <clears throat> all right, buddy. We will cut you loose here. And, uh, Take care, Dave. You too. I am, uh, I've got another half hour of show. But the good news is I only got one day of work. I, I got the long weekend done. I have been in my studio, dude, since 8.30 this morning. Oh, God. Dude, you know when your chair just gets, like, I have a really good sort of Sealy chair, okay, cushioned chair. My chair hates me right now. Absolutely hates me. And I'm, I'm so uncomfortable right now. Yep, your ass, your your uh, chair is becoming an ass fossil. Oh God, my ass is killing me right now. I've, I'm so... I've had chairs like that that are uncomfortable for the first half an hour, much less sitting in the oh, damn thing God. all day long. I am so sleeping on my stomach tonight. <laughs> By the way, uh, Fap went to send me a Christmas card or a birthday card. The problem is, I couldn't unfold it enough to see the size of his head. <laughs> I thought he sent a slide to the local drive-in theater to show on the big screen so he could hold it all. Problem is, you need two screens. (laughs) Oh. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Have a good one. Ah, freak. Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio and his ass fossil chair. I don't know where he comes up with this crap. Oh.
son of a gun. Uh, I don't even know what we're going to do for the birthday show. I got to get a hold of Ian because we share our birthdays together. And then I got to get a hold of uh, Joe Diamond. Going to try and get a hold of a couple other people. We'll open up the phone lines to all of you guys. Here we go, everyone. Round in third, we're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Want to remind you that if you miss most of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is time once again where I give my opinion on the Dave 101. You know, when congressional hearings opened up this past Tuesday, I really wanted to see Alice Cooper there, starting off with, Hello! Hooray! Let the show begin! But we didn't get much of a show, now did we? Sure, there were some very positive aspects about the U.S. congressional hearings. Let's start with those. Number one, the media content that followed right afterwards was absolutely amazing. This wasn't just in the United States. This was around the world, where the media was finally paying attention that maybe, just maybe, there is something to this UFO phenomena that we have to pay attention to. The good news is, for me being in Canada, is the trickle-down effect that we are seeing right here, right now. We now have two of the three major parties looking into UAP phenomena, and of course, the Conservative Member of Parliament, Mr. Larry McGuire, will be here on June 1st talking about what he's learned about UAPs in Canada. This is significant what is going on, where other countries are paying attention as well. Another positive. But when it came to news, there wasn't much in the public hearings. We had two gentlemen, both sitting there in their suits, Mr. Bray and Mr. Moultrie, taking questions from congressmen, some of them seeing so out of touch with the subject that it really made us slap our foreheads saying, look, a five-year-old can ask better questions than this. Isn't that right, Congressman Swampgas? But they stood there. They played dumb. And for all intents and purposes, that was their job. 
Their job was to play down Roswell, to never heard of the Wilson-Davis documents, which have now been submitted as evidence, which is a win for the UFO world, even though those documents have never, ever been verified, as far as we know publicly. He also, uh, They also knew nothing about the Malmstrom Air Force Base incidents in the 1960s and 70s, where these red orbs were literally turning on and shutting down the countdowns to nuclear missiles. And they were ready to launch and ready to fire towards Russia. There was a lot of, I don't know, we're new to this, we don't know the answer, we better not talk about that publicly, let's wait till the private hearing's going on. But this is what I loved. Representative Gallagher and Representative Burchett afterwards, lost their minds. They want to know everything. For Tim Burchett, he literally wants everything disclosed right from Roswell. Open it all up. No more secrets. Tired of military secrets. Let's get to it. Let's let the American public and therefore the world public see what we know about what and who these aircraft and beings are. Let's get it all in the open. Representative Gallagher, on a different podcast, the Pat McAfee podcast, which you can find on YouTube, literally came out and said, we don't know where these are from. Could they be time travelers from the future? Are they future us? Are they from outer space? Are they from different dimensions? We don't know where they're coming from. And if that's the case... They're opening Pandora's box, another positive. So what made this negative? Well, the ignorance of the panel that was being interviewed, the ignorance of the questions that were not asked, like Roswell, the I don't knows scenario, which was brought forward quite a bit. But, as Luis Elizondo has stated, there is more good than bad. I, unfortunately, am the one who sees the negative side over this more than the positive. But as Elizondo tuned me up, it's baby steps, David. I don't let anybody call me David besides my grandmother, my sisters, and my mom. But I let him that time. It's baby steps, David. Why not? He's right. There are more and more hearings coming. We're allowed to be disappointed with this one, but you know what? At this point, we have to take what we can get. Now, for the UFO world, we're sick of taking what we can get. We have been fed morsels and breadcrumbs for decades that we want the meal. We want the full meal deal with condiments and the large drink with a plastic, not paper straw, because Paper straws are terrible right now. we got to reinvent those. We want to be able to feed. We want to be able to learn. And for those of us who've had experiences, we want accountability. No, there was nothing about experiencers. There was not even really any talk about NASA and what they know. There was no mention of the United States Air Force, who wants nothing to do with this game, and they won't tell us why. 
There were more questions than answers. We know that. We know that there are stories out there that are hanging on a limb, waiting for us to be picked. And we want them. How do we get them? Well, we have to let people do their jobs. It sucks because we want to pressure. We want to keep it on up. We want to continue our activism towards this topic. But in the end, we have to let people, whether it's Chris Mellon, Lou Elizondo, Sean Cahill, whether it's Tim Burchett, Gallagher, Schiff, whoever else, Carson, and even the big boys and girls like Gillibrand and Rubio have their say. We have to allow them to continue to hit that wedge between disclosure and the non-disclosure movement and to hit that wedge and push the military-industrial complex away from the UAP subject. Hopefully, we will get more videos rather than something that is less than a second long. Hopefully, we will get more understanding of where these craft are coming from. Those of us who've experienced it, we already know. But for the majority out there who haven't, we want you to know. This is a subject that we also can't forget is very divided within the United States government. The religious side really doesn't want to bring this up because everything's demons. Then you have the financial side who is worried about what any sort of ET contact will do to the economy. We're already in rough shape. Major debts, larger-than-life deficits that we'll never see the light of day, that our grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren will be paying off the debt of what the idiots in Capitol Hill in the United States and at Parliament in Canada are racking up, never mind the politicians around the world. Yet they still don't tell us, who do we owe the debt to? It doesn't make sense. No, this is about information. This is about taking baby steps forward. It's not satisfying when you want to run. And what we're saying to the UFO community is, as much as we want the marathon to continue, we have to win the sprints. The first sprint, according to Elizondo and others, as disappointing as it was, was a victory. Look at the benefits that have happened. In the two days since the U.S. congressional hearings, I personally have done five radio interviews around North America. Other people, from Preston Dennett to Brian Bender to Dr. Bob McGuire to Katie Grabowski and hundreds of others, have been doing interviews with media outlets who want to know, is this real? And all of us get to come together and say, this isn't about little green men. This isn't about Twilight Zone or Doctor Who or the X-Files. This isn't about tinfoil hats anymore. This is about a new reality that is coming within the next few years. 
Now, whether those next few years are within the next five years or within the next 50 years, that is a speck of time on the world's calendar. Who knows what is going to happen? We don't know what's going to be released. And according to Bray and Moultrie, apparently there's no reports of even crash retrievals and aliens. So we can't even talk about that right now. But it's the little victories that we have to accept. We don't want to. We shouldn't have to. But right now, it's all we got. The puzzle pieces are turning over. And the fact that, even with Mr. Swampgas asking questions, it's all in the public eye. The media is finally excited about this story, whether you like them or not. They finally arrived. Let's just hope that they keep the pressure up rather than focusing on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial that means nothing to humanity, even though it's a sad situation. No, we must keep going. We must keep pushing. We must keep asking questions. When we stop asking questions, that's when we need to be worried. This isn't about Elizondo anymore. This isn't about Mellon. This isn't about those who are doing disrespect to the UFO world and those who are not. This is about all of us now coming together and knowing that we were right. That for the first time in a long time, nearly 50 years, we get to point to our friends, our bosses, our co-workers, our family, those lights in the sky that you told me I was drinking too much, yeah, those are real. And that's what we wanted. In the end, we want this to be acknowledged. We need it to be acknowledged. And we're almost there. We are almost there. So, once again, I reiterate, to close out, this Dave 101. It may not be what you wanted. The U.S. congressional hearings definitely were not what I wanted to hear. But it was a step in the right direction. It was a step towards transparency and a step towards the disclosure that we all yearn for. And hopefully, there's more to come. That is your Dave 101, and if you're on YouTube, do me a favor, let me know below what your opinion is. I want to know. And do you agree with me? Do you not? What's your theories? Let me know. Here comes Shirky Poo's News. What time is it? It's time for Shirky Poo's News! Yes, Shirky Poo has got the news for us tonight. I don't know where she finds these stories, but this is a weird one. The Cambodian government. When's the last time we ever led with a story from Cambodia? Never. Well, the Cambodian government has asked the public to stop picking the carnivorous penis plant over fears it may be wiped out. Officials from the country's Ministry of Environment warned the plant called Nepenthes bocorinsis, is vulnerable to extinction. 
This issue has been exacerbated by numerous social media users who have filmed themselves picking the plant and joking about its penis-like appearance. Yes, head, shaft, the only thing that's missing is a couple of burners on the bottom. Anyways, one clip in particular during the rounds online shows a group of women laughing as they gather up the pitcher plants and compare the various sizes on their show. Sharing a number of screenshots, Cambodia's Ministry of Environment wrote on Facebook, what they are doing is wrong and they should not do it again in the future. Thank you for loving natural resources, but do not pick the flowers or they will be ruined. Numerous people have commented on the post with one writing, why they cannot just take pictures without picking the flowers. Another said, it's good that the Ministry of Environment created this page to educate the general people. The species itself is a tropical pitcher plant native to Cambodia. It is a carnivorous plant with a long shaft-like body containing acidic fluid, and you know how that comes out, to kill its prey, consisting primarily of ants. A curved lid, a helmet, definitely not a beanie or a toque, is formed at the top of the plant, which later opens in order to catch its prey. Of course it does, by a little slit that they could go in. However, before the process this takes to make the plant even look more penis-like. Yeah. It is a disgusting plant. It's awesome, but disgusting. Stop playing with the penis plants. A 15-year-old girl was struck by lightning while inside her Pennsylvania home. At least five homes in northern Huntington Township were impacted by a lightning strike. The fire department locally said on their social media that Gianna Scaramuzzo lived down the street from a home that was left with a large hole in the roof after being struck. It was unclear how the lightning got to Scaramuzzo, though. All of a sudden, I hear a loud sound of thunder, and I see lightning, and I see it reflect from my mirror, and all of a sudden, I feel like a shock in my pinky, and then it goes up my body and throughout my leg. The teen was treated by paramedics, but she's doing okay, thank goodness. I'm a little scared, still in shock, she said. It's kind of like I'm shaky and uneasy, too. No one was injured in the house with a giant hole in its roof. There is a 12 by 12 hole in the house, the fire chief Craig Kushadur said. It pretty much blew out all the drywall on one of the sides of the living room out as well. Let's move on. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, this story is going to upset me. It's going to piss me off. I'm obese. I'm fat. I'm pleasantly plump. I am, you know, not carrying around a six-pack. I'm carrying around a keg. But you know what? I know this. I'm okay with it. I want to lose some weight. All right? But in the wake of wokeness, some academics who are woke think the word obesity is now racist and should be scrapped for people with larger bodies. The University of Illinois Chicago School of Public Health published a health briefing titled Addressing Weight Stigma and Fat Phobia in Public Health that got into the association between racism, weight, and health. 
Amanda Montgomery said public health's focus on preventing obesity has brought in an increase of negative attitudes towards people with larger bodies, her preferred description, and is currently one of the socially acceptable forms of discrimination. The brief claims that public health approaches related to obesity can be harmful because of the focus of one outcome, weight loss. Oh my God, we got to focus on weight loss to make people healthier. You got to be shitting me right now. Pardon my language. Some people say that many of the causes are rooted in discrimination. Born of settlers driving North Americans or Native Americans off their land, then forcing black and Hispanic workers to farm that land for low pay. No, that isn't it. The reason why we're fat is because we don't care what we put in our stomachs for the most part. We see food, we like food, we eat food, and of course, let's face it, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Starbucks, Tim Hortons, and every fun drink in between tastes way better than drinking water every day. We do it to ourselves. If you're overweight and happy, great. If you're overweight like me and not happy, do something about it. That's what I'm trying to do. Because you know what? With us being fat, we can do something about it. And I think it's absolute ignorance that anybody would consider what they do to their own bodies, whether it's smoking, whether it's drugs, alcohol, obesity from eating too much, okay, to compare that to what people have had to go through in their personal lives, whether it's due to skin color, sexual orientation, or anything. How stupid can this university be? How stupid and ignorant. That's not woke. That's just arrogant, and a bunch of stupidity. Losing weight is a good thing if you want to live longer. Quitting smoking, drinking, drugs is good for health and longevity, not wokeness. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thaw rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio. Rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAB, Facebook, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag SpacedOutRadio. I know you're out there somewhere. Remember, this show is copyrighted by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. 
And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them too. Good night.